What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back, back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. Welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast. New, 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 new world order. Here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel, you in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish, the King of Kings. The king of content and the speaker of truth, yours truly, the notorious one, new, 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 new world order. aka Mr. Coachalini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Adamas. You in the Desert Storm bunker with EWF, every woman's fantasy, and the C God Allah CGA, and the eight time, eight time demonetized <laughs> champion of YouTube. And we got a great show for you today. We got no shame. Uh, one of the things I've been talking to you about is the nightmare X's that you might see in court, right? The nightmare X's that you might see in court. And um, this is going to back up. I'm going to have four cases where I'm going to show you in submissive, chill, chill, Milly Mouth Muskrat, Plain Jane, wives, all right, and girlfriends, wags as we call them over there. They call them wags in the United Kingdom. Wags turning full, sleeping with the enemy on you, when it's time to break up. Mm. <laughs> All right. Now they want to break up. Love and you love and you love and you with them, with them. Love and you love and you. Why would you want to break up? We got a great show today. Peace to the gods of the earth and the universe. And shout out to the coach gang and everybody else, man. We got a great show. Do me a favor to, to contribute and let your voice be heard on today's show. The notorious dollar sign, the notorious CGA on the cash app. Coach Greg Adams TV on Venmo. PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that is pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And you can super chat on the Notorious CGA channel. And yes, you can here. New, 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 By the new way, I do love that song, Mr. Highway. That song is the bomb. I used to play the hell out of that song. And I wasn't even a Mario fan, but that song was bumping. All right. She said that she didn't dump me. <laughs> All right. All right, shout out to Gucci Mane, too. All right, um, anyway, and uh, what do we got going on here? Did I Do I get to the earlier contributors of, to the day show? Before I do, I got to go all doom and gloom. I got to go all doom and gloom just to start the day show, just so you can see what we talking about. New, 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 new world order. All right, what we talking about here, uh, doom and gloom CGA to start off the show so we can get warmed up. It looks like the housing market is causing some fear. And it is not because the housing prices are crashing. Indeed, it is because the interest rates are climbing. And of course, as our man, Warren Buffett would say, be fearful when people are greedy and be gritty when people are fearful. But right now we got a fearful nation that many of the young people between, uh, uh, below the age of 35 look at it as a bad time to buy a home. So it's not because the, the market is completely crashed. It is because the interest rates are extremely high. And I think that the Republicans and Democrats are going to come to terms here before the deadline of June 1. And we're going to go ahead and uh, fulfill our obligations as a nation and pay our bills. And that's going to require a money printer of epic proportion. All right. And so what you guys are going to experience now is a money printer of epic proportion going on here after June 1, 2023, uh, the year of our Lord, 2023. And uh, inflation and the interest rates are going to go higher. All right, it's going to go higher. We're just going to have it's going to be a detrimental effect on the market more than likely. And it's going to cause people not to be able to buy homes going on in the future. Incomes aren't going to be rising at the rates that the 
inflation is and or the set prices that will be. And people will just be priced out. And as some people would assess people saying or attribute to the World Economic Forum, you will own nothing and like it. And so what, what we have here, the number of, of Americans who think it's a bad time to buy a home hits a 45-year high. And listen, I'm not a big guy about home purchases. I love real estate as an investment. I don't like homes as a personal investment, but that's just me. Okay, it's not that I don't like homes. I just don't like mortgages and I don't like dumb people who get mortgages and then they don't un they underestimate what they have to do in terms of owning that home. That's what I don't like. All right. But houses in general are probably good. But here you go. You have people that are really, really concerned about this current marketplace. And some people are never going to be able to afford a home. Some of you guys will never, ever forget it. You ain't getting one. Not in the metropolis, you're not. And not anywhere near a metropolis. And just understand this. California is its own country, essentially. It could run almost, it, it, unless it had, I mean, they just would need somebody to protect it. And they do have a good National Guard. I mean, a guard, uh, a, a state guard, I would say. I, I don't even know what to call it. But if, if they were able to defend themselves and fend themselves off from people coming in, raiding them and invading them and flying over them, dropping bomb skis, yeah, they could actually own, uh, operate on their own. As a matter of fact, the citizens that, that can't survive in California oftentimes flood local metropolises, smaller metropolises, metropolitans as we call them, like Las Vegas, Phoenix, Tucson. All right, then you even go further into Austin, some Atlanta, South Carolina. Californians go in and mess up your marketplace, Boise, Idaho. So even if you live in a smaller metropolitan area, it is difficult for you to afford that because the California uh, people who escape, they inflate the market. So, yeah, that's going to make it tough for you to buy. All right. And so that's where we are. So anyway, good luck with everybody. I hope your hustle is genuine. And I hope you got side hustles and five streams of income because even then it's tough to buy a house. Yes. Nash Vegas, Nash Vegas, you know, California is believing and they'd be like, well, we can't afford it here. And they get out of there. They start scrambling. And then they go, wow, there's a house in Denver. Five bedroom, eight bathrooms for only $400,000. And then they buy it up and then the prices go up. <laughs> right. Indeed. California transplants, New York transplants that go to Chicago and or to uh, Florida. They mess up the marketplace considerably. So understand that that's also a factor. Californians mess shit up. All right. So let's get to the next doom and gloom bit of information. It looks like New York, New York, New York. This is alleged. And this is written by Dr. Brenda Belletti. Over here. All right. Shout out to her. I bet you she has dark chestnut brown curly hair and big bazoomies. All right. She sounds like an Italian over here. All right. Tony would like to come see you, Brenda, over here. All right. But here we go. Brenda Balletti comes in and she says New York to track residents, food purchases, and place caps on meat. Meat served by public institutions. New, 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 new world order. Yikes. All right, but we've been warning you of this, and everybody's like, you're just dooming. New, 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 new world order. She's a PhD. You're just, this is conspiracy. This is not true. Well, yes, it is true when you ninjas are addicted to social services. That's the first way they're going to get you. All right, and so then they can place caps. So the meat that you purchase, pause, when you're on social services like wet, uh, EBT and all of that shizzle. So y'all better get used to that beyond meat. But here's what we got here. Let me read it. It says New York City will begin tracking the carbon footprint of household food consumption and putting caps on how much red meat can be served in public institutions as part of a sweeping initiative to achieve a 
reduction of in carbon emissions for food by the year 2030. All right. And so that's how they get you, man. You voted this way. Yep. They voted for it. Stony Montana. Don't, 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 don't Stony Montana because these ninjas don't know what they vote for because these politicians only have to run on two things. Reading Rainbow and ninjas getting snuffed out. All right. And so that's enough to get them voted in. And then when they vote in, they're like, what do you mean open borders? Then they out there protesting, having press conferences. These illegal immigrants are coming in my town. Uh, You voted for it. I didn't know I voted for it. Yes. The politician that told you about the ninja with the knee in his neck and he never said anything else. That's what you voted for. And that's the only way. Listen, they needed 90 percent of your vote and they got it. Ninjas died. They got the vote. Now they're opening the borders. All of the Democrats want the borders open. We've been telling you that. I've been telling you that forever. And now you're complaining about it. And now they're also putting caps on meat. Pause. And these are the same people that you voted for. Right. But the thing is, you never know that you're voting for it because they don't never have to talk about it. They never have to talk about it. All they have to do is tease you. All they have to do is gaslight you. And then you run out there. No justice. No peace. And then all of a sudden. They hit you with the Undertaker bell and they're like, oh, the other things I agree with. As soon as they get in the office, they start stammering stuff. What's that boy from uh, Pennsylvania? That Herman Monster looking ninja. All right. You should see him. He's an absolute catastrophe. So people like him. All right. Um, these people overwhelmingly support what uh, FDR supported. All right. Which was basically a significant social welfare, welfare programs and getting people um, onto what I would call addicted to uh fascism i mean this is just my opinion you don't have to you don't have to uh you don't have to agree with it however the proof is in the pudding here the proof is in the pudding i mean they're gonna track your food purchases they're gonna put caps on red meat now red meat's not the best for you anyway but i like a juicy steak pause i'm not just gonna be controlled by you how much steak i eat in the particular month if i want to go to ruth chris i don't want you to put a cap on ruth chris ruth chris this is absolutely reprehensible. This is definitely fascism. Well, it's fascism. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> it's fascism. Yes, if you guys don't know, uh, study your history. FDR was a big, big admirer of one of the biggest fascists in the history of the world, at least in the recent world. And that was Benito Mussolini himself. He actually had great admiration for him because they were around in the same time. And he said, damn, that Mussolini really got control of them people in Italy. He admired him. He was like, I can admire a man that can stay in that much power and have that much control over his people. FDR, who served four, four consecutive presidential terms, by the way. <laughs> All right. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> it is what it is. And shout out to Coach Alini out here. I was kind of named after him, but uh, I don't want you guys to drag me in the street and shoot me. All right, but let's get back to the show here. Enough doom and gloom. We got one more, and y'all niggas better pay attention. We've been warning you of this. Google. Well, I can't say that a lot. Goggle. Goggle, Meta, and Amazon. Uh-oh, what did they do, coach? Goggle, Meta, and Amazon hired low-paid low paid foreign workers after U.S. layoffs. New, 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 new world order. Wow, according to a report. They're so you're telling me, and I've been warning you, one of the five events that can change the direction of America and potentially shift it back to whatever you guys want it is going to be mass immigration. 
we saw what was going on last week. If you've been, I mean, even people, even Democrats in Chicago and, and New York are like, this is reprehensible. So what you're telling me is the U.S. American citizen got laid off because they were able to, what, they, they, they demanded high wages and high minimum wages. The majority of them got laid off. And the same companies who laid off U.S. workers brought in under the table low paid foreign workers, right? In between getting AI, all right, getting AI set up. Wow. New, 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 new world order. Cheap labor. Slavery is in full effect, man. I'm telling you, man, y'all think, yeah, this is essentially what, what slavery was, just so you know. All right. It's kind of like when the, they tried to enslave the Irish and the Irish was like, F that ish. They tried to enslave the Native Americans. They was like, F that. So they was like, get out of here then. And then they found ninjas. Mm. <laughs> it was like, we'll just enslave them. And then y'all was like, the master said, the Bible tells us to obey our master. Mm. All right. So that's all that's happening here. It's modern day, modern day slavery. So anyway. Shout out to the low-paid workers coming over and racking up those low-paid jobs. Yeah, who didn't see this coming? This shit is just absolutely crazy here. You can do your own headline reaching there, but um, that is the doom and gloom session for today, and let's get to the earlier contributors to today's show. He said, they ain't Mexican. They Venezuelan. He said, they ain't us, but they coming from everywhere. Look, they're not Mexican but they everywhere else down below Central America, South America, they coming across for them yobs. They coming across Honduras, Guatemala. All right. They coming across all of that ish and they getting them yobs. All right. So uh, is that the last one? Indeed. Early contributors to today's show. Albert Wesker says family court does nothing but destroy families. If you will. New, 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 new world order. 100%. 100%. And it was designed this way by feeding the apple or the fruit from the tree of knowledge to American women. And they fell for a hook, line, and sinker. New, 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 new world order. Thank you for the new, the, I can't say names. All right, Chief Drum Hacks says, checking in. I've been catching all the replays while working on my job so I can keep stacking. And shout out, shout out to the stack girls. Stony Montana, CGA, did you see that Chicago has a new plan to rebuild 12 billy in new taxes? including headcount tax, Detroit Part 2 incoming. Y'all ninjas will not be able to afford to live in these cities. They're going to push you guys so far. They're not even going to push you out. They're just going to make y'all, they're just going to freeze y'all out. <laughs> All right? I'm telling y'all, folks, and do not wait for your reparations check. It ain't coming. They don't need you. They don't need you. They're going to just give you guns and let just, just let them kill each other. <laughs> All right? Let them kill each other. I'm telling you, man, you guys, I, I know you think I'm crazy. But they've been stopped caring about y'all for a long time. All right. They're going to rebuild these major cities. They're coming back from the suburbs. They're taking over these cities. They're tired of you people. All right. And they're coming back. He said, better stay in Vegas. And they're coming back to reclaim these great American cities. The 12 great American cities that have been um, basically, um, uh, I won't say ruined, but have been um, taken down, right? Uh, by, you know, people moving out and they just forgot about it. They're coming back into Philadelphia. They're coming back into Chicago, Detroit. They're going to come back into Los Angeles. They're coming back to these major cities and they're going to they're gonna tax everybody, price everybody out, price you out of the real estate market, okay? They're going to re-gentrify or gentrify the area. Eventually, over 12 to 25 years, you'll be priced out, Okay. Run back to the South. 
Okay. They're coming back, man. They're coming back to take those. So you listen, if you're a person who who um who doesn't see this coming, I, I'm not listen, do not 20, do not 12 years talk about this. Well, they shoved us out and pushed us out. Do not, don't do it. You should see it coming. <laughs> he says, I wish coach ran for president and tried to save this sinking ship. No way. No way. Yep. Just like Inglewood. Look at what Inglewood, they did to Inglewood, California. Now, if you didn't know anything about Inglewood, I actually grew up in a town next to Inglewood when I was in my late elementary to my early high school years. And the town is called Hawthorne. It's a city, small city, small suburban city. It's called a suburban city, but it's in the South Bay. And I grew up next to Inglewood for about five years, all right, in my early childhood or my early to mid-childhood. And Inglewood, Inglewood, and Hawthorne are somewhat similar in that they are um, towns where in the 50s and 60s were suburbs. Like people didn't go way out into the middle of Newport Beach in Orange County. They did, but you those are retirement homes. Celebrities still kind of lived in the inner Los Angeles and, and nobody really went out to the valley that far. So Inglewood and Hawthorne were suburban areas of Los Angeles. Well, by the mid 80s, Inglewood was a gang territory and so forth and so on. And that area was known as a gang area. I mean, not many people would go to move into Inglewood. And then I even heard um, as early as once they, 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 they decided to put the SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, all right, next to the LA Forum. And they, they, I think they took down the Hollywood Park horse racing track. So the new football stadium basically going to change the demographics of Inglewood. And I've actually talked about this during during this time when I was on YouTube. And what it did was it actually raised the price of the housing around that area. And so people could not afford it. So the people who own these old apartment buildings essentially would either try to get it rezoned by uh pushing people out, pricing people out and then uh selling it to to people who wanted to uh develop it and put storefronts in this area or high-income housing in this area because of the stadium location. And so people were priced out of Inglewood. Okay? It's a just central uh, uh, gentrification. So I knew white people that were moving into Los Angeles, moving to Inglewood. Then I actually had a young lady that I was talking to. She said her rent was just as high as the rent in Newport Beach in Inglewood. I know what it's called, gentrification, yes. So, uh, but but essentially what happens is when that happens, you basically get the people and price them out. That's what's going to happen everywhere else. And it's, it's been happening in Brooklyn. And this is simply called gentrification. Everybody kind of knows what the term is. But when this happens, it happens over a progressive period. I was in Brooklyn, New York. And when I was in Brooklyn, I was at across from the basketball arena. And me and my son went to the Chick-fil-A. And you saw the gentrification right in action. You saw merely my, you saw regular white folks in between a bunch of people uh, that were black and Latino and whatnot. All right. And so the people can come and go now in that town, that area before that stadium was up, not many white folks were there probably 10, 15 years prior to that. Right. And um, you could see it right across from the Barclays and I can see it in action. I was sitting there in the Chick-fil-A. You'd had, you had a big, pretty much a mixed crowd coming in. That wasn't that mixed 10 years ago. And um, what that's what they're going to do. That's what they're going to do to, the rest of these cities. That's what they're going to do to the rest of these cities. So 
This is just them planning to make sure they get the best use of the city instead of having it wasting and rotting away because it's a dangerous area. All right. And um, this is going to be what by 25 years, uh, guys, there's no stopping this either. There's no protesting. There's no controlling these people who own the building to keep the rents low so you can keep your single mother here. And you you know what I mean? You can keep these gangbangers and you can keep kids that don't have any structure. They're not going to stop it. All right. So it's what it is. And if you're not prepared for this and immigration is going to accelerate it. Immigration is going to accelerate it. So if I own a building that's in Inglewood, and by the way, the Clippers put their basketball arena right across from SoFi Stadium. So they're, they're now putting another high-income basketball arena across from SoFi Stadium in Inglewood. That's only going to drive the cost of the rents up in that immediate area, and then it's going to cause a gentrification over about 10 to 15 to 20 years, and the immigration is going to further accelerate this. There's no stopping it. All you have to do, the only thing you can do is protect you as an individual to make sure you don't succumb to this. But you as a group, as a collective, are not going to stop it right, at all. And no sob stories are going to be heard anyway. Anyway, let's get back to it. Uh, thank you for that moment. Just so I can tell you, there's not going to be any, oh, but we belong here and they're taking our country. They're taking us. No, 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 no. They're not stopping it. They're coming back to Chicago. They're coming back to Milwaukee. They're coming back to Detroit. And many of these areas were highly disenfranchised, mostly because uh, the early Democrats in the night. And I don't want to blame the Democrats. Let me say this. The early po politicians in the 90s who actually de-incentivized companies like um, like uh, car companies, Detroit. Milwaukee had a company called Renault, I believe. And they had these manufacturing companies that were blue collar. And these early politicians in the 90s actually allowed these companies to go overseas or to hire cheap labor and leave these cities. All right. This is during the after the crack era going into the 90s. And then essentially these car companies, Milwaukee, Detroit, Chicago, they left and left men without ability to support their families. OK, and now this is coming home to roost because now after 25 years of disenfranchisement of this population, then the these people this they're coming back and nafta is what it was the north america free trade agreement i believe is what it was so that allowed these companies to say you know it, it penalized them and so they were like we're not gonna stay here and so they went overseas or went over to mexico took their manufacturing took their facilities there and simply now they're gonna come back in after these areas have rotten Okay, these areas are rotten. They've left these industrial, old industrial complexes. They're going to turn those into high-income lofts. They're going to turn those into lofts where they're going to be high-income. People are going to buy them for $500,000, a million dollars. They're going to be overseeing the baseball, football, the baseball and the football stadiums, just like they did in Denver and so forth and so on. They took old industrial lofts, old industrial buildings, reconverted them to restaurants, downtown areas, and then high-income lofts. Put your ass right the hell up out of there. Mm. Huh? Who thinks I'm out? <laughs> you better get your mind right now. You have to get your mind right now. There, do not react to this 10 years from now. Yeah, do not react to this 10 years from now. This shit is going on today. 
today. They're doing it everywhere. Every one of these cities, they're coming back. So be ready for this shit, and you better get your mind right. All right, sorry for going off for that tangent there, but I just wanted to let you guys know because somebody brought it up. Thank you, Stony Montana. This is what this these things are progressive things that they do, and they don't give a shit about you, man. Not, listen, they're not going to care about, oh, what about the black folks that have been living there for 40 years that that they don't give a shit. They don't care. Yeah, NAFTA was Bill Clinton. Um, you know, um, a lot of the things that have been happening negative to you, most of it, Democrats have been over it. But I don't want to get too political. But if you really know, if you really know, you know. But most of you don't know because they never talk about it openly. Um, what they do is they just basically say, I got hot sauce in my purse. You know what I mean? They say no justice, no peace. They come out and they do. They just sell you the bare minimum. And then they really just stick it to you. They stick it to you on the back end. But y'all still sleep. All right. Let, let me let the sleep people sleep. Y'all ninja still sleep. They started with Reagan. OK, we'll we'll blame his ass, too. He gets the blame. It is what it is. Yeah, they do the stanky leg and <laughs> all right. Anyway, let me let me move. Let me move on before y'all get mad. All right, here we go. Daniel McGee says, I buy a whole cow, two hogs, and a deer per year from my buddy at my job. Haven't bought meat from the store in over eight years besides chicken and fish. Man, I feel I'm I'm jealous of you. All right. I'm jealous of you. I'm actually, you know, I want to move out into the and live off the fat of the land. One of the things I want to do is, you know, get out of the cities and even the metropolitan areas and even the extreme suburbs. I want to get out in the country. And one of the things I want to do is I want to have a butcher. I want a whole side of meat. I want a side of beef. I want to be able to get whatever I need to get. I want my my I want my deer, my elk. I want my beef jerky. <laughs> I want to have I want to have chickens. I want to have all that shit. That's like my next move, right? That's my next move. And I might have to go somewhere where the winters are a little bit harsh, but that's my next move. I want to be out there. I want to be out there. Yep. I want to go fish. I want to go fish and then get my fish. That's what I want to do. And I want to have a refrigerator of, 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 a, of a side, half a side of beef. All right, man. That is my next move, man. I'm telling you. Anyway. And I want to, I don't want no HOA. Somebody says, why not build a retreat uh, like Joker is doing? Yeah, I mean, Joker's a step ahead of me. The only reason why he's way ahead of me is because he didn't have children, right? So I had to delay all of this potential thing because I still had kids and ex-wife and kids were under 18. He didn't have that. So that's why he can push that and live a little bit freer than me um, at this point. But. I'm hoping maybe five years or so I can join him. And if it ain't that ninja, you know where I'm going to be. If it ain't that, if it's not that I, you know what I'm going to be next. All right. I'm going to show you what I'm going to be doing next. Hold on for a second. All right. If, if I don't do that, you know where I'm going to be. I'm going to be flying the friendly skies. All right. At least for six months a year, I'm going to have this. All right. So these are my two options at this particular point. This will be me right here. All right. Get my Manny and Petty. That's definitely what I'm going to be doing by the time I'm 55 or 50, 54. I'm going to have this going on right now. <laughs> all right. Just so y'all know, that's the plan. I don't want to give y'all all the plan, but that's what it is. All right. Let me stop. Shout out to Delta Fox. Finally moved to Vegas, Summerlin this week. 
catching all the replays while I repaint my furniture. Shout out to the coach gang. Welcome to the Desert Storm. All right, welcome to the Desert Storm. Here, Resilience says, can you touch on eminent domain? You can't hold on to your property. They will take it from you if it's more profitable for the city. And he says, people in low-income houses are scared. Yep, eminent domain. One of the things I did when I took my real estate exam is they teach you about these things and then you learn about them. The law of eminent domain always applies. Like, so that means that a municipality can take your property and um, move you. And they, they, they should be able to give you the equivalent of that property based on whatever they see. And of course, these, these municipalities aren't the brightest people on the, in the world. Um, but this happened in Maui. When I was in Maui, um, there was a highway built that led you to, I believe, the northern side of Hawaii, of Maui. And essentially what they did was to build this highway, they had to use the law of eminent domain and move people out that had their houses there forever. They had to move them out to build that highway through there to give it to relieve traffic along the coast. All right. And so just to give you an example of the uh, law of eminent domain being applied, that was applied for, I think they said 50,000 residents of Maui, pushed their ass move out. All right, they took their property. Yeah, around, um, um, that's what they can do. <laughs> and what they'll do is they say, here, this place is, this, this over here is equivalent. They did that to build Dodger Stadium. The current Dodger Stadium, they did that to build. So they used the law of eminent domain to be, pretty much push low-income immigrants, mostly Mexicans, out from the, what is called Chavez Ravine. And they built Dodger Stadium based on that. And they pushed them to smooth the hell out. Now, they fought it. They fought it for a good amount of time. But they came in and swept with the street sweeper and swept them the hell out. Go Dodgers. And, in fact, if you look at the documentary on ESPN about that, uh, the Mexican people in Los Angeles actually despised the Dodgers for a good 25 years because of that very thing. Now, today, ironically, nothing but Mexicans like the Dodgers. I mean – or the Doyers. You cannot find a Mexican that didn't know like, not the Doyers. They love them. Fernando Venezuela over there. <laughs> all right. They don't forgot. See, just how fast they forget. Your people forget that fast all of a sudden. <laughs> all, right. all right. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> they'll whoop your ass over the Doyers. All right. Anyway, shout out to the Doyers. They'll knife you up. They'll slice you up and they'll carve your ass up. They'll carve your ass up like Razor Ramon over the Doyers. Over the Doyers. Mm. All right, anyway, let me stop. All right, we got Padre fans in here. All right, what do we got here? We do have uh, our brother, Danny. Oh, uh, Danny, is that you again? All right, that's not you. Let's see here. <laughs> he said not the, the Jankies. Oh, my goodness. They'll whoop your monkey ass inside the stadium. In the parking lot over the Doyers. They forgot that fast. All right, what are we doing here? We got our brother, uh, let's see here, Lord Lord Larry in the building. Lord Larry Leisure paying dues. That, Blark, that Barclays Center, downtown Brooklyn, Chick-fil-A is wild almost, I think you said almost every day. Is wild almost days, you said. He says between heavy traffic and delivery, moped bros crowding the sidewalks it's madness hashtag pay for brooklyn give them the buzzer you should have seen i mean me and my son walking down the street we taking pictures in front of the barclay 
So we cross the street. All we see is all these mopeds lined up. We were like, is this a moped gang? What the hell? Mm. <laughs> all right. I was like, is this a gang of mopeds? I didn't understand that they were delivery people until I was sat down and was eating my food. I was like, oh, these are people. These are like the um, these are like the uh, Uber Eats motorcycles. <laughs> all right. That spot is terrible, man. I mean, it's the lines out the door. It's sad. Let me get back to the show. That's your side hustle. My, we got a brother there. That's his side hustle. But there's people stacked. There's like, there had to be at least 20. There had to be at least 20 mopeds sitting there waiting. Oh, they call them the wild ones? There had to be like 20 mopeds waiting for food delivery there. All right, let's get the straggle and sniggle theater. And uh, there's the intro. Hey. With me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky can get high with me. That's a deal, right? <laughs> yeah, the moped gang out there, man. Shout out to them brothers, man. Shout out to everybody. They called them the wild ones. All right, shout out to them. And I'll get back to these earlier contributions. Um, straggle and sniggle theater. We got four great straggle and sniggle episodes. We're gonna start with musical wigs, not musical chairs. There's going to be a musical wigs, and you can't help, man. What's going on with y'all's people out here? Uh, let's refresh the screen and get to it. Yeah, let's get it. Okay, dude. Okay, so. Let's just stop it right here. Remember when I tell you a lot of times, uh, you know, when women are think they're funny and they want to crack jokes and, and be entertaining, they do it at the wrong time. And I said, they just don't realize they don't have a sense of awareness, like spatial awareness. They don't have like time. They don't know timing like they're at a, They're probably at a child's birthday party. Right. And so there's a decorum that adults should have around children um, being overly competitive in front of children, especially playing a children's game. Looks very bad. You're basically teaching a bad message. And now we have musical chairs. These two straggles are fighting over the chair in front of kids. Mm. All right. I mean, like, have a little bit of awareness about what you're doing. This is low class behavior. As you can see, this is a child seat. This is a child's birthday party. The children are here lined up. They probably previously played the game. And then the adult said, oh, I, this is what I would do. And they are showing you what they were willing to do to win a chair game, Ninja. A chair game. Oh, man, I tell you, man, you can't take some people, man. You can't take them somewhere, man. You can't take them everywhere. So the woman that was losing the chair battle decides, I'm going to humiliate you and grab your wig. Her, wearing a wig is humiliation enough. But then to have another person grab your wig because they're losing is just reprehensible. And I got to give her a... Oh, the humanity. Again, I tell people... Uh, 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 that that some people just don't have awareness. They don't have decorum. They don't have a sense of uh, of of showing people what's right. And this is what they do. I mean, this is terrible. Let's go ahead and play it in full so you can see it. It's terrible parenting. 
I mean, these are the parents that fight you in custody, uh, court for custody. Here we go. Now, the kids were mortified. I don't know if you guys saw that. The kids were like, <laughs> the kids were like, what? And um, just a terrible example of parenting and anybody that actually has uh, sees this as a fair thing to do, then the problem is you. And that's you. All right. Sometimes people are children with breasts, if you will. Let's take you to Hollywood, the hills of Hollywood. We have allegedly straggles, crashing parties, crashing parties and stealing and fleeing with the lottery. Let's go to Hollywood Hills, California. I know these three are party crashers who show up at a house party. And if that's not bad enough, they're still hanging around the area later here on the Sunset Strip. And that is when somebody who was at that very party notices them, recognizes them, and calls 911. And then this watch. We caught him, guys. We caught him. They caught him, all right. The takedown of two of the party crashers turned alleged burglars cuffed not far from the suspected scene of the crime here in the Hollywood Hills clean you out yeah absolutely in 20 minutes in and out they went straight in my front door i didn't see them i was in the back you were zooted they went straight up the stairs into the bedrooms all right here come the straggles here they come all right eyes all gleaming like coyotes in the damn night and foxes here we go this security video shows the three suspects walking women with no souls into a house party last Sunday night as if they're invited guests. So yeah, they just walked in his front door right here. We caught him right there on that camera there. And they went straight up these stairs. Straight up to the bedroom. They're anything but invited guests. This video should... Hyenas, right? Where's Kendra from Crimson Cure Channel? Shout out to Crimson. She calls these women hyenas. All right. Yeah, the hyenas definitely are out. Goes them inside Janet's bedroom deciding what to steal. Some of my jewelry was missing um, that I had been wearing in the last day or two. Um, clothing from my closet. They had taken some name brand. Now, this one got a problem with her eyelash. Did she come with one eyelash or is the video blurry? She don't got an extra eyelash. All right, here we go. And clothing and... Um, some clothing of my roommates. And talk about brazen. These three clean out the valuables from the bedroom, even though Jana's roommate is asleep there right on the bed. I have a girlfriend asleep in the bed and she's wearing a asleep, you know, passed out, zooted and drunk. All right. Asleep. All right. How she not see this hyena in the bedroom? How she not hear this hyena walking around? All right. She was zooted. Just say what it was. You white ladies was having a good old time. All right. Here we go. I mask and and doesn't hear a thing of them in the room and they still went and stole stuff in the room they even took the watch off of her wrist while she was sleeping while she was sleeping Wait, them hyenas took the watch off of the wrist ma'am she was sleeping she had her eye mask on uh she was Xanax and wind out that's what she was she was the damn wino winding Zoloft yes come on man she was sleeping they took the watch off her wrist you know how hard it is to take a watch off her wrist she wasn't sleep she was passed out drunk and zooted all right. Anyway, boy, these people are acting. Look at this, man. Look at this. These people act like we dumb. 
How crazy is That's that? That's insane. And it gets even crazier. Just two days later, the partygoers spotted nearby just minutes away at a restaurant on the Sunset Strip. Two are arrested, but one gets away. Take a look, a good look. She's now the target of an LAPD search. Investigators say she is no stranger to law enforcement, while Janice says this suspect is the one who still has most of her valuables stolen from those party crashers. They did find my wallet and some glasses and whatever in my um, in their bag. They had a lot of cash in their bag, though, so I'm assuming they went to a pawn shop or something with the, my jewelry. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, man. Y'all got to get out of the community. Hey, these people, they're becoming brazen out here. I've been sharing many, many stories of brazen robberies where they let men, they just robbed the men blind. There was actually another thing I was going to show you where this woman was trying to jack the dude, but he ended up dying, so I can't show it. He ended up dying as a result of his injuries. Like, women are getting brazen. They're getting tough. They got a lot of testosterone in their body. A lot of think y'all think y'all could just knock a woman out. I had a video. I was going to show it. Two women... Used uh, one had a knife, one had a firearm, and they took they they took this dude's life, man. He tried to fight him, and it was a bad deal. And so they're not going down without a fight. These hyenas, these what you want to call German shepherds, these BMT BT two thousands. It's not like it used to be where you could just knock somebody out. The streets are streets are getting cold out here, and of course, as you guys wanted, you wanted the decline of the society. Then you thought women were going to pay the penalty in the piper. Mm -mm. These, these girls are getting tough out here. Uh, let's take you to this one right here, Straggling Sniggle Theater. We have a woman who drugged and robbed a Miami man out of over $600,000 in jewelry, according to the police. Now we're in Miami. Uh, Miami police said that the incident happened in the early morning hours of May 8th. Y'all just need to stay home, man. When the man brought the woman back to his building in the 800 block of Northeast and First Street. Don't know what that is. But here you go. Another example of a guy running game. I'm just going to call it running game. And then he thought, hey, look, I got it to work. Numbers game. Bring her back to the crib. Let's go ahead, man. Let's talk about Miami now. Don't go to Miami, man. Miami's toast. Guys, Miami's toast. Miami been toast. But everybody's like, I'm going to go to Miami. Don't go, Ninja. It's over. Like all the fun and games, it's over. It's nothing but um, it's nothing but dead souls in Miami, right? These people, they they attracted the worst of the worst. Kind of like how Atlanta was ruined. Atlanta's gone. Atlanta wasn't, it's not what it was. Don't go to Atlanta. Don't move to Atlanta. I'm gonna change my life and move to Atlanta. No, it's over. All right. LA too. LA, same thing. Don't go to Los Angeles. Here we go. Here's the video evidence here. The ninja looked like he tipsy. Everybody in the club getting tipsy. All right. And so she's standing there. There's the straggle. Oh, there she is coming out with them fake titties. There she is coming out with the loot. Flee with the lottery. Possibly they spotted me. Here we go. Uh, there she is. She got her drink. She got her purple drink. She got her. Look, she got the whore uniform on. Come on, man. Y'all got to stop with this 304 shit. Y'all got to stop, man. Meeting 304s out at bars in Miami's is the dumbest thing you can do. All right, and so she looking almost transformer energy, and there she is, tipsy, leaning against the wall after stealing. There she is right there looking like a robot in disguise. You don't even know what you're getting, man. You don't even know what you're getting out here, guys. It's, look, running game and meeting strangers ain't what it used to be. These people are out here, especially, look, they're getting brazen out here loud, talking like Cardi B all on the phone. 
all in the video. Drug the man. And those, those aren't baby feeders. Those are fake titties, man. Let's call it what they are. And that might not even be a full biological, if you know what I mean. People are searching for a woman who they said drugged and robbed a Miami man. She met at a club. There you go. Out of more than $600,000 worth of jewelry. Guys, what do I tell you? If it's too good to be true, it's too good to be true. Right? Some chick come up to me at the club. Hi, daddy. And I'm be like, man, if you don't take your monkey ass out of here, get off of me. You guys got to be willing to discern what, what people do. If she's super excited, take me home. I'm ready to go with no. I've been showing y'all that for quite a long time, man. I'm like, nah, man, nah. It ain't worth it, Ninja. Uh, give me your number. I'll talk to you later. I got somebody else on taking to the home. The man said he was uh he had one drink with the woman in his apartment and fell asleep. Why would you ever fall asleep? with a, a stranger in your house, right? More than $600,000 worth of jewelry was taken, including that Rolex Daytona rainbow with diamonds. Well, and a Sky Dweller Rolex, a gold chain, Franco gold bracelets, Cartier, Cartier sunglasses, and a rose gold diamond ring. All right, I don't know. That $600,000 ain't adding up. All right, but uh, that is what it is. All right, some some of these things I think you overappraised, but it is it, it is what it is. And they're looking for the woman who was described as being in her mid thirties, five foot eight to five foot ten, about one hundred and forty pounds with black hair. Also, look for men matching that description. In in Miami, you got to look for men matching that description as well. Miami police, if you know, you know. All right, because uh, yeah. It might not be, might not be, it might be a robot in disguise. So be careful. All right. <laughs> Last one, Straggling Sniggle Theater, Stephen A. Smith. Mm. <laughs> oh, and assigned Jimmy Butler. Shout out to Hemi Butler. Stephen A. Smith is doing what most of y'all starving brothers are doing. Yeah, that brother's starving. All right, All leave right. it to Stephen A. Smith. Let's go ahead and go to the, the video. So Stephen A. Smith is out here starving for Martha Stewart. Yeah, that brother's starving. <laughs> Let's play it. Because I don't know if y'all know this, but the 81-year-old Martha Stewart is one of four swimsuit models gracing the cover of Sports Illustrated. Swimsuit issue. 81 years old. Now, I know y'all saying, what the hell Stephen A. talking about something like that for? Well, it's a simple reason. Ladies, none of y'all are beyond your prime. Yeah, that brother's starving. <laughs> yeah, Steve. Hey, I'm going to call you Steve from here on out. Steve, what the hell are you doing? Wait a minute. Y'all really thirsting over Martha Stewart's airbrushed, posed, properly. Po y'all really starving over. Mar Have y'all not seen women before? What is wrong with men? Have Do y'all not go out and see women? Have you seen what your granny look like? This is. Mar is, is this. Are we this bad? Y'all. We cannot be this bad. This is a this is a magazine cover that has been doctored significant significantly, and she's been doctored significantly, and she ain't all that. I see I see what I see. Yes, dudes will still hit, 
and dudes will still hit anything. I get it. But we not going to simp over Martha Stewart. We're just not going to do it. I'm not going to allow that shit. All of y'all got it going on. To each their own. What's good for some people ain't good for another. But the door is never closed on any of y'all as long as you breathe in and blood is circulating through those veins. Oh, my Brothers, man, I'm telling you, man, this is, look, ninjas, ninjas lust. Ninja with, ninja got too much lust in a blank. You, you're not going to, listen, between the tricks, the sugar daddies, the simps, between these guys, Stephen A. Smiths, the ninjas with no, dude, you already know, the dudes with no sexual discipline, the geeks, the nerds, the red pillars, the, the, the caping guys, the, 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 we're done, guys, it's, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. The humanity. Yes, it, we ain't coming back from this. We ain't coming back. My man is literally online simping for Martha Stewart. And I want y'all to know that. Now, everybody got their own different taste. I have mine. People have theirs. I said I have my taste for a reason. I'm looking for footage to show what my kind of taste looks like. Oh, okay. That would be one of them. Let's put that on pause for a second. Russell Wilson. Niggas always gotta show they Man, just I don't know what to say, man. We done. We done as y'all can <laughs> We ain't saving this, y'all. We're not saving this. There's nothing y'all can do. We're not coming back from this. All you can do is just find your lane. And and just hold on for dear life. There's no correction. Where nobody's corrected it, man. This is crazy. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky. Come get high with me. That's a deal, right? Ride. All right, man. Let's get to the contributions. Let's check over on PayPal to what's going on. To the brothers, appreciate y'all showing up early on PayPal. Somebody wants me to send it real quick. All right. Moose Hefner says, Coach, on the last night's stream, you said you never block women. Can you elaborate on the reason for not doing so? I believe if you block women, it gives them a chance to say you are emotional, right? It shows that you actually care and you went to extreme measures. This is, thing again, remember when we were talking about some of these things that women do. If you do it, they call you feminine, bitch, and all these things. If you show that you're willing to be like, I'm going to block you, like, that's just an emotional reaction that you actually reward them. And then they go, see, look, he blocked me. Have you ever seen a person? They'll do this on social media. They'll actually screen. A person will block them and they'll screenshot it and put that this person blocked them. Right. So did they feel bad for getting blocked or did they show? Look, look, I got them so emotional that this person blocked me. So that's what they'll do, too. All right. I only block people for a real extreme thing like they're annoying. All right. You're annoying me. All right. But what you do is leaving them on red is actually better than blocking. All right. Now, if they're annoying you, then you can say you're annoying me. You're harassing me. I'll block you. But blocking them just to be like, bitch, I'm going to block you. is some emotional shit. All right. Don't fall for that. And it actually rewards them and they actually will laugh at you for doing some feminine shit. All right. Um, and you don't want to give them that. 
Yeah, I've only blocked people a couple times, and that was because they were annoying me. I was like, all right, you just listen. I just don't want to hear from you anymore. All right, so um, let me see here. Jay Cool says, Coach, I enjoy and love people and computers in general. However, now that I'm a new man, I have tolerance. I have little tolerance for whiners on YouTube like some tech channels tend to do from time to time. This is why I stay here and get my thinking encouraged and improved. Now, introducing getting a girlfriend. Shout out to you. Thanks for letting us know about those manipulative and manipulation tactics. Indeed. And if you missed the manipulation tactics episode, which was last night, I spent about 55 minutes going through tactics that typically women use in order to manipulate men. All right. And so, um, and of course, you have to watch the episode because we're not talking negatively about women, but we're just using things that make us it difficult for us to communicate and understand them. So I might put a clip out this weekend of it. It's a shorter, well, like 55 minute clip. But if you don't want to wait today, you can go and watch that part of the episode because the timestamps are up. Shout out to Chairman Mo. Good morning, CGA. I love it when you said America will need a money printer of epic proportions. He says, that is so funny. It reminds me of the story about Argentina in the early 1990s, where even with hyperinflation, the guys running the money printer in Argentina's central bank went on strike, shaking my damn head. Send it if you know what CGA. Shout out to you. You can send it, right? The money printer is going to be wild. They're going to run wild. And guys, as you guys know, you print more money, you basically put more distance between people economically. All right, especially if their income doesn't rise at the rate that they're printing, then you also are going to have catastrophic consequences for um, inflation, uh, whether intentional inflation or reactional inflation. These are phrases that I just totally created. But reactional inflation would just be things reacting normally to the money printing. Then you also have intentional. I'm sorry, that would be intentional inflation. Reactional would be companies just raising prices of goods. All right. And so they're reacting, saying, hey, we need we need more money to survive or we're going to be greedy or we're going to use this as an excuse to raise prices. All right. That's inflation. That's just an increase in prices. And then it's an increase in price prices compared to your income. You're seeing it now. All right. So anyway, Mars needs colonialists. That's what they're having a race for. I don't know if, you know, Elon Musk and um, Elon Musk and um, Jeff Bezos are racing to colonize the moon and just, <laughs> right, if you think, maybe they don't get there, maybe they don't get past the atmosphere, but uh, they're spending billions of dollars to race there to have space tourism, Ninja. They ready to go. They gonna leave y'all ninjas down here, man. <laughs> they try to leave y'all. All right, Chairman Mo says, hey, CGA, when you said that the, okay, I can't say their name. New, 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 new world order. We'll give the ninjas guns to kill each other in the cities. You forgot to say, don't forget to stir in the crack. All right, give us all the normies, the buzzer. Indeed. If you know, you know. I don't want to get all controversial on you, but uh, if you know, you know. Chairman Mo knows. Let's check the cash app. All right, and Venmo. Let's check to see if any brothers are over there. It is Thursday. He says they won't make it past the firmament. Who believes that? Because uh, there's definitely some controversies about uh, people's ability to pass through the firmament. Um, and as you know, they just put a rocket up in the air. I want to say in the last couple of weeks. And once it got to the 
firmament legitimately it blew up and exploded all right so then that brings in the question well have you ever been to the moon <laughs> i'm not going to talk about it but it's not something that yeah see people are talking about it in the comment section so um and there was actually visual proof that that was actually somewhat <laughs> accurate all right i don't want to get into it shout out to mr elite he says, uh, Anthony says, hey, coach, uh, these goofball millennials don't even know Goggle and Amazon damn near is a $100 a share. They just use their phones for IG and twerk videos. I noticed that a lot of 60-year-olds line up for the lotto, probably are the ones that didn't buy Microsoft when it was 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. 50 bucks. I got some stories about that. But, yes, uh, when we teach you in the blue chip mindset, and the money mindset that the cost of the, the Nike stock hovers somewhere around middle up and down between 110 to $130 per share. All right. And so giving you an example, some of these other companies now that they split the stock, they're worth about $100 here and there, 200 upwards of $200. Well, with that being said, these companies also like Apple, same thing. They hover around 150, either low or high. This is just a range, just giving you an idea as an example. I'm not trying to give you the exact price. However, the products that they produce, you buy them at greater prices than the worth of the stock, right? So a Nike pair, a pair of Nike shoes is worth about a pair of uh, uh, one Nike share which the share would probably increase in value over time, especially if people buy them at the rate that they buy them. And often said, if you don't have as much Nike shares as you do, as you do Nike shoes, you might want to consider your strategies of investment unless you are going to resell the shoes, right? But having that many shoes and no share in the company doesn't make sense. Also, buying a $1,000 Apple phone but having no shares in Apple is kind of counterproductive to the mind. All right, it's counterproductive. It's like, why would you continue to do that? And you've done that over a series of 10 years, a full decade. And then later on, you'll wonder why you ain't got no money and your community's getting gentrified. And then you will look at it and go, and by the way, uh, Microsoft stock before or right around the release of Windows 95, which was one of their biggest releases ever, Windows 95, um, there were people who were employed with Microsoft that became millionaires overnight because they had um, they had um, equity in stock as a, a what, what they would call it. Um, they got the shares in stock as a part of their employment. And I know this because I have a family member that worked for Microsoft. All right. And another couple of other companies that had um, given their employees shares of the company early on. Now, people became millionaires overnight and they still worked at the company, but they were stock. They were stock. Now, some of these people end up selling some of these shares early on uh, stock options. Thank you. I could not think of it. They gave them stock options. And uh, some of these people sold their stock options at a ill-advised time. And they did not reap the benefits of the rise of the stock. They did not reap, reap, reap the benefits of it. And because many times out of de desperation or whatnot, but it happens, guys. We showed you even the man, the creator of Coca Cola, sold his company for what was back then worth seventeen hundred and fifty dollars to the pe person who bought Coke in Atlanta. A doctor, a pharmacist, created the formula for Coca Cola with a little bit of Coca in it, 
And um, they still have some in it. If you really want to know, they still have some. In, you you got to go deeper. You got to go down the rabbit hole to realize that they still have some investments in Coca. The company does. You got to go deeper down the rabbit hole, but I'm not here for that. But he sold it for the equivalent of $1,750, which would be in today's money, $50,000. $50,000 of today's money. He sold that for. All right. And back then that was a that was a good that was a good come up. That was a good come up, but it was seven seventeen hundred dollars. All right. Well, you've done some things quite similar. Like you do that now when you buy an iPhone but have no shares in companies or or the company in general that you bought for. All right, you see what I mean? But anyway, he says that's common knowledge at this point. Are you sure? <laughs> All right. Are you sure about that? It's not. Most people believe it's common knowledge, but can you apply it? People know it, but you can't apply it. All right. They actually benefit from it's not it's it's more it, it's it has to do. It's not as common as you think. Right. People don't know how deep it goes. They still making money off of the coke. Well, I'm not going to go into it. It's not in, it's not that it's in the drink. It's that they still make money, billions of dollars from the production of never mind. Mm. Never mind. I'm not going to get it. People don't know that. It's not common knowledge. People do not know that they pad in their books, that they have a byline in their damn accounting. That, never mind. I'm not going to get it's not common knowledge. <laughs> right? How deep it goes, how deep in the drug. Never mind. I'm not going. They're invested in the. I can't tell them. <laughs> All right. Let me stop. All right. Shout out to that. I don't want people to come. New, 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 new world. Order. I don't want people to come after me. Shout out to Shinobi Rising and uh, shout out to you. Anyone still focusing on dating in 2023 will be decimated in this new economy and decimated they will be. And it's part of the plan as well. Uh, dating is somewhat dead. All right, where we at here? Shout <laughs> he said, your screen about to go black. All right, John Ellison is in the building. Where we at here with the co-sponsorship? All right, coach. He said, coach, I bought a lot. Uh, I bought lots in a house near downtown Detroit. I stopped dating. I worked afternoons at my nuclear electrician job. And he says, work during the day on my house and wiring homes for extra money. You paid $4,000 for a house, put in $100,000, and now it's worth $250,000. I hope $1,000. Shout out to John Ellison. It's worth $250,000. And uh, yeah, these areas of... um. That you can probably they used to call they used to call them dollar houses, dollar homes. Now I'm not giving you financial advice, but many of these homes are probably worth less than you can buy them pr pretty relatively cheap. But um, if you're having some foreshadow, some forethought, and 25 years, the people who live there in those cities now are gonna get ran out. All right, so these houses might increase in value if gentrification, if you have people moving in and moving out uh, by design, takes place. So then you might be able to sell some of these homes, but it's just up to you. I'm not telling you what to do. All right. <laughs> All right. Shout out and congratulations to you for staying on your purpose. All right. Dating is a waste of money. All right. And you are wasting significant energies and resources by not sticking to your plan and putting what you need to put forward to prepare yourself for the future. Anyway, somebody says not anymore. You can't buy anything cheap anymore. All right. So people know what's happening. People know what's happening out there. Shout out to Myron Sports Talk TV. KS is in heaven looking at Stephen A. Real Martin Luther Lee right now. He is. 
He is. Stephen A is out there. <laughs> All right, Stephen is out there. We we literally have video of Stephen A pushing Martha. Do you Martha Stewart, 81. Listen, everybody, every, you know, not listen. There is a there is granny prawn out there. Everybody has had that jerk. You know that jerk? You had that jerk. And during the jerk, you're just happy. You're like, yeah, this is what I want. And you finish up the job and you think about what you just did. And if you're a real nasty boy, you kind of get over it. But you've had that granny prawn situation where you went and finished it off and you were like, I can't believe I was interested in that. <laughs> there's a whole tab of it and there's people watching it. So Martha Stewart falls in that category, but some of y'all nasty boys do it. And you know how you feel about it. That would be the same thing as if Martha Stewart were sitting there in front of you. Now you're going to look at her varicose veins. You're going to look at all the things that the airbrush done brushed out bruises and spider veins and you're going to look at the saggy skin and all the dimples and the cottage cheese, the booty sagging up under the thigh. You're going to see it in action and you're going to be like, all right, well, I'll finish it off for a round. You might finish it off. None of y'all, just barely none of y'all going to walk up out of the room. You're like, all right, I'll do it. But after you afterwards, you're going to feel like the most despicable, disgraceful human being on the planet. That's what you're going to feel. like. You're going to feel like that. All right. And so if we're out here simping for 81 year old, just think about this. If 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 there was a if there was a thing that happened where 81 year old men were all the rage and 20 and 30 year old women were targeting 81 year old men, what would we be saying? What would we be saying? This would be reprehensible. Even 40 year old men. I'm sorry. Even 40 year old women. If they were out there dropping it like it's hot and doing the banana split. For 81 year old men. This would be disgraceful, okay? But no, we're men out here, and we're lustful, and you guys would do it in a second, especially you brothers. You guys would do it. And that, and now that we have Stephen out here, Stephen A. Smith going, yes, let's go after Martha Stewart. This is reprehensible. Actually, there's a football player. There's a football player that went to jail for something like this. Yep. There's there's football play. What was that football player name? Kellen Winslow Jr. This ninja had a fetish for grannies. Okay, hold on for a second. Let me go ahead and show y'all. This is because I I remember shit like this. I can't remember names. Kellen Winslow Jr. I'm gonna show y'all. What is it? Kellen? I think it's Kellen. I don't even know how to spell that. Kellen. Oh, here we go. Kellen Winslow Jr. All right, he went to prison for a granny for a granny fetish. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and show y'all. Uh, let's see here. Now you're trying to claim his CTE. There he is right here. Let me go ahead and show you. Remember he played? Y'all remember him? He played for the Buccaneers. He was this dude. He was like, I'm a soldier out here. Remember that? So he played for the he played in the NFL. And I think right after his retirement, he was down in San Diego. And this ninja, there he is right there. Now ninja's got to get a hold of this. He said now he has CTE. It caused it. But what happened was, there he is right there. Winslow was sentenced in 2000, 2021, 
after he was convicted of graping five women in California between 2013 and 2018, including one who was homeless and one who was unconscious. He is not eligible for parole until 2028. I'm going to tell you the age of the victims. Hold on for a second. Alleged victim. Well, it's not alleged anymore. He was convicted. All right, let me see here. It's not alleged. Age of women here. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, battery, 54-year-old hitchhiker. Let me see here. We got a 17-year-old unconscious girl. This ninja was violated out here, allegedly. Sexual battery of a 54-year-old hitchhiker. I would assume that's the homeless woman. And there was another woman here. There was an older one. There was an older one. Where is it at? Let's see here. I think there was an older woman too. Like I think that, let me see here. I think that was the one, the 58, 58 year old. Well, that's old to me. Okay, here we go. I thought there was, oh, here we go. Right here. Lewd conduct. Here it is. Here it is right here. Come on, man. I got this damn thing on my screen. Pause. All right, here, here it is right here. Just so I can show y'all. This is where it goes. And this is a football player. He was convicted of forcible grape of a 58-year-old woman who was homeless. Grape of an unconscious person who was a teenager at the time. Now, I don't know. He was convicted of these things. Assault with the intent to commit grape. Indecent exposure towards a 57-year-old woman. And lewd conduct in public involving a 77-year-old woman. 77, Ninja. Yeah, that's brother starving. You see that? So if we're going to go out here, he says uh, the judge says he preys on vulnerable victims and is very brazen in the way he carries out his crimes. Now, listen, he was already convicted, so we can't say alleged. But but if we're going to push this narrative where men are supposed to go thumbs up for Martha Stewart, all that's going to do is make men who are challenged in getting women in general go. All right, I'll just go for an older woman. And then all of a sudden they pulling up on older women. Nah. Nah, we can't do it. See, people don't realize how dangerous that is to be out here saying, okay, 88 years old is fair game <laughs> or 81. No, no, because dudes will do it. And not only dudes will do it, Pookies and Tyrones and millionaire football players. <laughs> Come on, man, bro. He says, I'm lost for words. Yo, man, we live in some sad, sad ass times. Man, shout out to you. Shout out to Doxy Trash. Steven got to go on the simps of. 2023 monkey simpanzee of the years for that coach. Indeed, somebody has to help us remember. All right. Java Cafecito in the movie um, Elysium. Elysium, the wealthy live in a space station and the poor people on Earth. The warnings are out there. The warnings are out there. Shout out to Luis Alfredo. He says, coach, I understand dating is not the ideal, but what would you recommend? Would you recommend dating apps for men? If so, should the profile bio have some substance or be blank. I think I'm going to get to that segment here next about the dating apps. Here it is right here. Why dating is getting tough. Um, it says right here, revenge blocking on dating apps. Um, timely, timely segue here. I don't recommend dating apps per se. I mean, I do. Ha it, it If you're in a good space, if you're in a good headspace and understand what it is, then then do it. I would not take it seriously. I would not be looking for my mate. I would not be looking for love. Understand what women are doing there. They're either wasting time using it as a game, using it as attention, 
uh, banging the top 20% of men on the dating apps and or um, having delusional expectations. All right. So that's either that. That's that. All right. If you're a guy that's going to smash girls off the dating apps, go ahead. All of them are going to be low end. All right. There's not many real high end women on dating apps. And if they are, they're in relationships already and or they're targeting certain guys. All right. But you can get some Badussi over there. Um, but on like on things like plenty of funky fish and shit like that, these are low. This is a low hanging ass fruit. Right. This is plenty of STDs. These people on if you're on plenty of fish, Zooks, OK, Cupid, Tinder, this is trash. All right. This is the equivalent of trash. And they might let you hit it, Roski, but you don't be surprised if you get chlamydia or gonorrhea in the process. All right. That's all that is. Chlamydia, gonorrhea for sure. It's just low, low. Like, I can't even think about the scabs that I would find on an app like a plenty of fish. Pen plenty of funky fish. All right. So, um, but anyway, there's apparently. But to have one and have it check and see what's out there, see what filters into you. All right. Realize oh, I wouldn't even waste my time. All right. Or I'll try to see if I can hit what, what you'll find is you're going to waste way more time than it's worth. But listen, I'm not I'm not you guys. I'm not you guys. So it is what it is. The only legit ones that if you wanted to meet a semi legit would be Bumble or Hinged. And even then, I'm just can't I can't take people seriously over there. It's getting, it's even getting worse on seeking. And I'm going to show you this when I on coach Greg Adams.locals.com. I had a woman reach out to me based on she's 56 or 58 years old. She says, I read your profile. I'm super disappointed. I'm not here for money. Bruh, they're coming over to seeking now. They're destroying seeking. It's actually getting to the point where the junior college, you're going to have to find another way to do the junior college because they're coming over there now. All right, so it's actually despicable and disgraceful. They're coming over with their expectations, and she's 12 years older than me. Talking about, oh, well, oh, like, what the fuck? Stop bothering me. But anyway, dating apps have this component to it. And watch out, they're calling it revenge blocking. Emotional male and emotional females, I've been always wondering if dating apps were going to have this. Let me see if I can play it, though. All right, tap the unmute. Where the video at? Now they're going to show me an advert. Hold on for a second. Here we go. Let me stop. Yeah, they're going to show Kevin Hart's monkey ass right there. Um, What I've been worried about, if dating apps were going to have a component where people could evaluate potential dates. Like you could leave comments, you can say this person was great, this person was bad. I've often thought that if dating apps did that, it would destroy it because people will have bad experiences with someone and then all of a sudden somebody could say, oh, stay away from this person. In fact, women have this already on, I, I believe, Reddit. And I shared a story of women in New York across every major city. They're putting up pictures of men or they're putting their phone numbers up and they're saying, do you know this man? And if this man, if you had an experience with this man, what is it? So I think that should never be allowed on a dating app. Yeah, getting people to review people, putting star review, that's that's terrible. Because all it does is opens up the opportunities for people who got pumped and dumped, who flaked, to leave bad reviews for people who don't deserve it. And so now what they're doing is revenge blocking. Instead of reviews, a person has a bad experience with someone and then they report them on the app. All right. So this is not good at all. 
Here we go. It's like a, yeah, it's like a, where's, where's the unmute at? Oh, here we go right here. This is the same as uh, leaving reviews. Connect and fall in love, partly because the way people interact has changed. I work from home and I'm an online student. So now take a look at this. Take a look at this shit right here. Now, now, of course, this this is going to show men doing the revenge blocking, but we know it's mostly going to be women. Now, take a look at this. This is a dating app prospect. <laughs> Come on. This is a prospect on a dating app. Now, this is a smash, and this is a quiet smash. This is a 1130 smash. This is not a date. This is not a this is not a food. This you're not getting a goddamn thing but this salami. That's it. All right, but here she is. Well, I was on a dating app. What? See, this is what people are look like on dating apps. Let me let's go back here. Here we go. Connect and fall in love. Partly because the way people interact has changed. I work from home and I'm an online student, so I don't really meet people outside in the real world. But now online dating is also changing the way we hold people accountable. Known as dating revenge, it refers to waves of users reporting their exes for anything from documented misconduct to virtual exchanges causing emotional distress, often referred to as love bombing. Some people say they've been booted from the apps entirely, although it's not always clear why, but they've made complaints to the Better Business Bureau over it. In some cases, it completely stops their online dating life. We haven't reviewed the content. Of All right, take a look at here. Now, I, I'm assuming, I'm just going to assume that the woman that was talking earlier, this is her profile. Ninja, please, what in the fuck? Like, take a look. I'm just, this is the same woman, Ninja. Of the humanity. You saw what I saw. You ninja saw what I saw, didn't you? See, this is why I don't do dating apps. This is why I don't do it. Because this person, I'm I'm assuming this the same damn person. You saw what the hell she looked like. And then now you look at her picture. She got her eyes all, all open wide. She's bright eyed, bushy tail. Her eyebrows are up. So she's showing like but. When she did the video, she was looking like this. <laughs> now she's all bright eyed, bushy tail, filters and shit, laying down, titties all squished up to her neck. <laughs> like, yo, this is why you can't take this shit seriously. And how is this not unfair? Ladies, this is despicable. This is manipulation. This is disgraceful. When you do this, this is the, this is tacky. But <laughs> come on, man. Wow, this is this is cheating. This is deceit. This is lying. I don't care what you ladies say. This is why dating apps are trash. This shit right here. Her hair is brushed. Look at what let's go back to what she previously looked like. I'm assuming this is the same person. I can't see where the video is, so I can't rewind. All right, here we go. Of her messages, but Erin Chiraba, a 36-year-old woman in Washington State, says that is what happened to her. I was banned for about nine months. She believes it started Wait, after an unplanned. That's the same person. That's the same person, yo. That's no way in hell. That's why I don't do dating. That's why you can't take dating apps seriously. Plus an exchange with a man. He messages me with some vulgar stuff and then mentions that I did not respond to him on plenty of fish i was having issues getting past their terms of service okay so even on the video she's got a filter on 
I mean, this she looks crazy. She looks like gauzy and blurred. All right. Come on, man. She thought that was the end of it. It wasn't. And then there was another guy that had asked to go to my house and I told him no. Right after that, within like 12 hours, I found out I was blocked. As you can see here, Erin got an email saying she was banned from Plenty of Fish for violating community guidelines and terms of use. It did not include specific details of why she was banned. We know that Plenty of Fish... Uh, you were banned because you're probably dishonest and he showed up to the scene. You should have known, bro. But anyway, she's owned by Match Group. She was also banned from Tinder and Hinge. We reached out to the apps for comment, but didn't hear back. Well, they did everybody else a favor. Plenty of Fish's policy states all banned accounts are carefully reviewed before the decision is made. Bumble, a dating app with 40 million users, which is not owned by Match Group, is trying to address this problem. We do have an opportunity for um, anyone who feels that they were incorrectly removed from the app to um, inquire about head of safety support. This is what this is who you report your shit to right here. This woman, this is who reviews your account. How unfair is this? About why they were blocked. And we can then provide them with some additional information to hopefully help them learn about what may have happened in that process. And some dating experts say it goes deeper than just hurt feelings. It can be really hard for your on your mental health if you are revenge blocked it's so hard she says because online dating is how many people are getting together in fact a recent study in 2019 shows that almost 40 percent of heterosexual couples met their partner online almost double the number in just one decade yeah well see that's i mean you know people aren't meeting people through social circles and running game these days i mean it's actually there's more, but yeah, it's changing. If you just take that away from somebody, it can be really challenging, especially if their mental health isn't in an amazing state to begin with. And so it's just not right. It's Actually, dating apps are horrible for your mental health, but that's neither here nor there. Really messed up. In spite of the setbacks, Erin remained a believer, and she says it paid off for her. I actually ended up getting back on two months after I was reinstated and met my partner. Getting back to dating partner. meant getting back online, partner. where these days the game is played. Rahima Ellis, NBC News. Partner. Well, you got you got booted because you were fraudulent. You were fraud. All right. Start suing people for fraud. All right. But uh, anyway, partner. I met my partner. No, I don't want no partner. All right. So uh, this is why dating is getting tough, because now people are doing revenge blocking and um, it's going to make it difficult. Another reason why dating is getting tough is then even when you get the date, keeping the expectations of the woman seems to be very, very difficult. Right. Especially when you're not being direct. But this woman says, why did no one tell me that having a man that doesn't cheat means this every day? All right, so instead of him going out and cheating and being lost and playing games with her, he comes home. One of the worst things that can happen, guys, is when you come home every day, your wife or your girlfriend is going to lose enthusiasm for you. You think it's a win, but it's not. So what is she complaining about now? Let's see. She has the man coming home. He's not out cheating, but what is he doing? Why did no one tell me that having a man that doesn't cheat means this every day? Yes. Why did no one tell me that having a man that doesn't cheat means this every day? Yes. 
All right. And so he's home. But of course, she's not he's not doing what she wants to do. Uh, so it's not enough to be like, hey, I'm home. I'm here. You know what I mean? And he probably already did the shit that he was supposed to do with her. And he's done. He was like, are you happy? You OK? Yeah, yeah. No, she wants him to just be up under and giving attention to her the entire time. He's like, man, I'm playing. I'm playing games with my. I'm not I'm not out here cheating. I'm not lying to you. I'm, I'm playing my game. I did what you wanted me to do for the day. We fornicated. I took out the trash. I, I shared. I did my share of the chores around the house. What? I paid the bills. What? We kicked it for a little bit. I heard you talk. What? Let me go do what I want to do. And guess what? It looks like they're in a separate room where he's dedicated his space to his hobby. And she's sitting there. <laughs> right? Take a look at the room. This does not look like the bedroom. This looks like another room, like an office. This looks like a secondary room, his dedicated space. He wants some decompression. He wants, and guess what? She's sitting right up under his ass, and he got to put his headphone, he got to put his headphone up, one, uh, so he can hear her bitch and hear his ninja tell him where the shooter is uh, posted up, okay? <laughs> <laughs> man sometimes it's never enough man people don't you know cohabitation definitely takes takes up a lot of time and energy i can't stand it it's despicable to me let's talk about the friend zone this is from the real boyce Watkins. he posted up something it says is this true asking for a friend boyce you know good and damn well this is true and that's you. You got prime time experience. You know you. Hey, are you trolling, boys? You know this shit is true. Let's take a look at this comedian talk about being in the friend zone. Here we go. Fat dude right now at your job that like to shit at you right now. He just got a goofy name like Vernon or some. Vernon is the perfect guy. He got an 800 credit score. He owned three properties. He take care of his mama. He got no kids. He got 90 grand in the bank. He clean your cubicle out every night when you leave. He know how you like your Subway sandwich. You the dude that's working on a mixtape. That's what you doing. He dropping you off in your car, going to the studio, slash his cousin house with the laptop to work on the project. Yeah, right. And every night you praying, Lord, send me somebody. God is like, take Vernon for a walk and get him some water. Y'all treat the friend zone dude so bad, he'll help you move twice. And you don't give him nothing but a big friendship hug. Thank you, Vernon. Oh my God, Vernon. Vernon. In your leg. <laughs> He's like, ew, Bernie, you're my brother in Christ. You know, it's a fat dude right now at your All right, And so uh, the real boys Watkins wanted to challenge people and say, ladies, is this true? Uh, you know what it is. You already know what time it is, man. This was you, man. And that's you. You that's how you ended up with your wife. But it is what it is. I don't it's not a diss. You just feel a little bit convicted by putting this on your Instagram, but it is what it is. But a, a lot of people do this. And uh, sometimes dating for a guy like a Vernon can be very, very, very difficult. I understand that. I'm not a Vernon and I've never had been a Vernon, but um, people have, women of all types have tried to put you on the friend zone uh, to waste your time and energy and all of that stuff. I had a girl that I was dealing with that I actually messed with. And then years later, she, we were just friends. We could be friends because I already done been there, done that. Um, and now I really can't see, you know, me being with her like that. But one day she was like, Hey, um, she travels for work. Um, she works in an industry where she travels and she was like, Hey, come on out. I'll buy you a ticket and then come out, hang out. 
She's like, just fly out. I'll fly you out. So I was like, all right. I was like, but when I get there, I'm going to beat that thing up. Right. So I just put it out there on some old one shit. I really didn't want to do it. But I was like, well, if at least that ain't going to happen. Have somebody lined up for when I get there. She was in St. Louis. I was like, there ain't shit to do in St. Louis, but I'll take the trip. She was like, oh, no. <laughs> she was like, no, no, don't come here for that. I was like, mm. now, again, I've already been there, done that, and I wasn't needing it from her. But I was like, wait a minute. I ain't your friend, goddammit. <laughs> I am not your friend. I'm not coming out anywhere, even if you pay for the flight, to come hang out with your ass. What the hell are you talking about? So anyway, um, you guys got to know that uh, a lot of times women will keep you in that orbit just to waste your time. Waste your time. And a lot of you guys that never even touch women keep women as friends, in my opinion. In my opinion. I don't think men and women can be friends. I know this is an unpopular opinion. I don't think women and men can be friends like that. I think if women believe that men can be friends like this, this is because they keep men like this as friends. Hold on for a second. The only reason women believe men can be friends with them is because they're likely to keep men like this as friends. As the opposite, let's look at the opposite side. Men cannot keep women like this as friends. He kind of wants to do something more or, stay with me, he's already done something with the woman. Now, if he's already done something with the woman or there's boundaries clearly established, men and women can be friends, right? If I've already examined them guts, beat it up, folded her up like a uh, a pair uh, origami and a love letter from the second grade. If I've already beaten them guts and she could be the homegirl, hey, that's the homegirl. Hey, man, don't mess with her. When I was in high school, I used to tag that. But, you know, I'm 29 years old now. That was a long time ago. We can be friends. I don't need to beat up the guts. And every now and then, if we just want to get something real quick. Okay, let me just. Then we can be friends. But let's just say over a long period of time, you're Vernon. And from his perspective, he want to tag them guts. He ain't never tagged it. So every, every time she offers him to hang out, every time she requests help from him, every time she says, hey, can I FaceTime you? Let's talk. He's going to do it because he believes in a matter of time, like Boyce Watkins, in a matter of time, I'll get her. And I'll just keep holding out hope until one day she just relents. She just throws in the towel and says, all right. But that could be five years, 10 years. <clears throat> then when you talk about in the context of one of these people in a relationship, the woman will believe she can keep men like this in her friendship while she's in a relationship. And what that does is that undermines the man in the relationship. But let's flip it vice versa. Can a man in a relationship keep women like this in his friendship? What would the other woman think? Not many women would be secure with that. Wait a minute, who? Oh, yeah, I used to bone her when we were in high school and college. I used to smack it up, flip it, and rub it down. I used to skeet, 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 skeet on that girl. But she my friend now. Don't worry about it now. I really don't want nothing from her now. I already folded her up. 
but she my friend. Are you understanding of that? She's going to be like, nope. And she's going to say men and women can't be friends. The hypocrisy. So I believe in my mind, unless there's clear boundaries, which there's never can be clear boundaries, or you've already had a relationship and you've been years away from that and you've moved on, that is the only way you can have the best possible friendship. The best. Other than that, it ain't possible. It ain't possible. <laughs> All right. Somebody said a reading rainbow. Yeah, I can't even trust that either because um, they keep secrets like mad. Let me see if I do have another thing on dating. No, I don't. But I do have this, the fall of masculinity, and then we'll get to the main event. Arabs and Africans don't do the friendship BS. Yeah, that's some stuff. It doesn't really exist. It just causes problems. All right, uh, the fall of masculinity. Let's show you this. This is recently and cover your eyes. And I want to say pause when I show you this. But let me put it up on the screen. This is allegedly Adidas doing a little ESG. This is Adidas' latest advert for their swim line, Pride 2023. They revealed the woman's swim line modeled by a male. Send it. Send the shit. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. This is Adidas. Going full ESG for social credit score points. Revealing the woman's swim line modeled by a man. Ninja. I'm going to take this down because I just wanted to show you where we're going. And it's just, it, there's no there's no coming back. <laughs> we're at the point of no return, ladies and gentlemen, for what you would call common decency, traditionalism, two-parent households, families. We gone, Ninja. It's gone, and it's not coming back. I'm sorry. The corporations have been rewarded financially for doing what? Pushing this for their own ESG scores. I mean, that's what we're doing, man. I mean, look, look people like me are going to be old like dinosaurs. We're going to be old barbarians. We're going to be old Neanderthals. All right, this is why it's more difficult for for, for us to keep pushing this message. This is why we get so much bite back and pushback. As sooner or later, the social media sites will be concerned about their ESG score too, and they will be doing similar things. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you're looking for a traditionally masculine man, they're not rewarding men to be so right now. All right, and a lot of these companies are going on a list of people that people want to boycott. Okay, um, and some of these companies know that they're, that, that, that they're, um, some of these companies are in survival mode, by the way. Adidas lost tons of money on the Kanye thing. And as they say, go get woke, get woke, go broke. You're seeing companies willing to risk that. And um, but but they're not going to go broke because as, as far as as, as long as they do this, they're going to get funding from the people who want to see the social change. We already showed new, you this. New, new, new world order. We are, I already went through this. I went through this earlier this week. If you missed that segment, I already went through it. They're getting funding outside to cover their losses. All right. So um, outside sources. And if you know, Elon Musk has been talking that shit about it, too. But uh, that's what's happening. And then companies that don't get the funding, they're going to succumb and go bankrupt. And most of them are the companies that refuse to go woke. Uh, so there you go, guys. There you go. There's actually another story that I wanted to share that. Um, that is quite humorous, but it's going on. Let me see if. Oh, shoot. 
I messed it up. Let me see if I can get the link here. Get the link. Get the link. Uh, divorced women are, uh, let me see if I can copy. I'm going to paste it over here. Now, this is, this is going to tell you where things are going. So you have women who are divorced with children in the United Kingdom. What they're doing is creating momunes, momunes, which are essentially, I'm assuming, are communities of mothers. Um, the, I, the irony of this, take a look. Rise of the momunes, how divorced mothers are moving in together <laughs> to split household bills and child care responsibilities as one revealed what life is really like. Okay. All right. Um, remember, we've been telling you they're going to be down bad. They're going to be start getting evicted and homeless, uh, evicted in eviction crisis. Okay. And people are like, nah, these hoes are going to win. Nah, and I said, they're not going to be out in the street automatically. They're going to find ways to survive. They're good at surviving. But now what you have is the leftover woman crisis uh, with single mothers, divorced women. No, these are single moms mostly. What are they doing? They're doubling up. They're doubling up and they're sharing responsibilities. Where are the men in these stories? Number one, where are the men? The irony. These women are going, we don't have to listen to you. We can have our kids divorce you, lose in the end, put our families and resources together and do what? Raise the kids and share the household expenses. My question is, why couldn't you do that from the beginning? <laughs> okay. Why couldn't you do this from the beginning? Not only that, why couldn't we not have polygynous households from the beginning anything to keep the man out of it but this would be a polygynous household if the man was the head of the household and he, ha he had one wife two wives three wives that raised their kids in the community again everything reverts back to what we what we've done but they just it's always a slight spin it's always a slight spin this is another example of this shit Right. They don't win in the end. They end up having to do stuff that is just like this. This is sadness. This is actually sadness. But this is because they refuse to submit. This is the spirit of Lilith. All right. Down to the bitter end. This is Jezebel. All right. Down to the bitter end. They will never see their own mistakes and they will never. Men, you will never see this as the biblical principles that have been applied to the world because you guys refuse to be men out here. You guys refuse it. You guys out here pussyfooting and getting divorced. This is crazy. <laughs> they refuse to submit. They refuse to tap out. They will go down to the bitter end living like this. And they'll be saying, this is fine. We're making it. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're go You're dying a slow death. And you're taking, your you're taking our kids with you. Look, take a look at this. Man, now you got, the look, brothers, brothers. Like, look, look at these two Kayleys. Leftover Kaylee's at that. I mean, come on. Everybody knows their best years are way past them, Stephen A. Smith. They still look good. They smashable. Yes. They're somewhat aren't, but you, they already know it's over for them. It's a wrap. They're not getting a man. Nobody's, and these are young divorcees. I mean, look at the children, praying mantis. These children are babies. So they got their babies late term like this. And that's you. They got their babies out at 34. And then they end up divorcing the man by 37. Here they are, Ninja. Let me see what these names are, these ages. Kristen and Tessa. <laughs> Not Tessa. Not Tessa. All right. They have a mom with three children. All right. Not Tessa. Oh, here we go. I don't want to show the kids. 
Here, here's Tessa. Here we go. A step-by-step -step guide. Oh, my God. Okay, I don't recommend going through the same steps that I went through because my whole life fell apart. But basically, if you're a single mom, I would say find another single mom that you align with and values and then talk to her about it. Oh, boy. Here's the next video. Now, look, another celebrating divorce. Guys, I'm telling you, dude, you, it's not coming back. Here's another celebrating divorce video. Oh, where is it at? All right, hold up for a second. Let me pull it up. It popped up on a separate screen, so I got to reshare it. Here we go. Just the same woman, y'all. I thought my best friend was just taking me out for brunch, but then she surprised me with this. Flatback Supreme. She's a little not Supreme. She's flatback leftovers. I thought my best friend was just taking me out for brunch, but then she surprised me with this. Sloppy yogurt. I haven't seen Katie. Boy, we got Katie and Tessa. She flew over. She flew across the country to help me start a new chapter. <laughs> Just divorce. Look at how they celebrate y'all ninjas. Look at what they doing. Look at what my best friend surprised me with a divorce party. And a girlfriend reunion never felt more loved in my entire life. Hold up. Hold up, y'all. Hold up. You never felt so loved in your entire life. Ninja, just take in consideration what they're saying. Yep, this is graduation from here. You didn't feel love when the guy proposed to you? You didn't feel that love when you walked down the aisle. You didn't feel that love when you had the children. You felt love when you divorced your husband and your girls through a party, Ninja. Mm. Rap. What do you want me to do out here, guys? I'm warning you guys. This is a stark and dark warning. Look at how happy they is now. And she ain't bad looking. I definitely will fold that up. We gone, man. But as a as a culture, what's being pushed? What what men have it? We gone. I I wish I can give you. It's it's getting tougher and tougher to support pushing men this way when this is sometimes the result. And we're gonna get to that here in a minute. This is the result for many many men. And uh, let's get to this one here. For masculinity is done under fire. Here's a young cutie who's going to disagree with where we're going as a society. Let's go ahead and see if we can pop her up on the screen. Let's get this sister up. It says America applauds masculinity in women and femininity in men. As I showed you with Adidas. Here we go. Angeline Lilly has this quote that's now gone viral. Why are we only applauding masculinity in women and villainizing it in men? And why are we only applauding femininity in men and debasing it in women? She's hitting the nail on the head. Nailed it. We love a good masculine woman girl boss. Stick to your post and follow my orders. But when men display their masculinity, how dare you? And now when men are feminine, we love it. We're applauding it. We're giving them campaigns. They're sponsored by Maybelline and Nike and Bud Light. And then when and Miller Light and Adidas, 
women do their normal thing, you know, be mothers and provide, nurture, take care of things. They're looked down upon or referred to as birthing persons, chest feeders, cis women. So when we do the thing that's natural to us and naturally makes us powerful, ugh, who cares about that? But when a man does it, nature. So shout out to Evangeline Lilly for awesome. saying that out loud. Evangeline Lilly. All right. And so, guys, I've been, this is nothing I've been I've been saying this for four years, five years, going on five years. Wrote a book called The Evolution about this. I've been saying this for a while, uh, especially in the black community. They praise masculine women. They 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 um, run off masculine men. They praise the very women you want to marry, praise feminine men and then land based femininity in women. We're actually going through this quite um, often so much now that we're desensitized to it. I wrote the entire book on this particular phase and this phase has been given to us by the powers that be. All right. This has been given to us and we live this out on a daily basis. And if you just stand up for yourself and cuff your balls, you're the bad guy. You're mean, you're toxic. We don't need that. You're mansplaining. All right. This has been a constant, constant drip campaign that is fed to us. Now the generation that is called Z zoomers, this is their this is how they look at things. They don't know any different. Like think of a person that is under 24. Under the age of 24. They don't know a difference where men were men. They don't know a difference when women were women. Their entire lives have been told, they've been told, "Oh, don't be this, don't be competitive, don't go too hard, don't try too hard, men. Don't overstep step the women. Don't overtalk to them. Don't do this. You're mean, you're toxic." That's all they know. Then on the other side, you girl boss, you girls go do it. Go get it, girls. Go do what you want. You don't need that guy. So now this generation today, they don't know a difference between what's toxic and not. And the only time they know it is when they see somebody do it and then they get deleted or they get uh, taken off and wiped off platforms. That's the only time they know. So when they look, oh, Andrew Tate saying something I like, wiped off. Oh, well, I guess we can't say that. So they don't know any different and they don't, they never lived in a time where it was opposite to, I lived in a time where it was opposite. Now I live in this time and I think it's clown world. I'm like, what are we doing? So men, only men like myself can tell you with living it and where we are now, it's completely different. It's flipped upside down on its head. And that young woman actually knows she wants a masculine guy, a young cutie. And uh, she wants a masculine guy, but she's saying that, more people need to speak out on it. But when they do, even that female celebrity that she pointed out, she knows that that woman's going to get canceled as well. Here we go with this woman. Take a look at this. Oh, the humanity. This is the woman known as the super nanny. Anybody remember that from about 20 years ago? There was a television show on ABC. Well, she's been bought and paid for. New, 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 new world order. And uh, let's see what she has to say about masculinity and emotional, emotional men. A lot of men have, have been raised with toxic masculinity of men who have raised their boys to say, this is your worth. This is your value. Put bread and butter on the table. Make sure you just work. If you express your emotions, it's weak. If you say this, then you're going to come across as this in the workforce. And I think that that sort of 
suppression of emotion is now what we're seeing outwardly with so many men with the statistics of the suicide rates that are so high and men feeling like they've not had an opportunity to just be who they are. So there's been a lot of masking, a lot of men pretending to be something that certainly has not been authentic and true to themselves. And that can create a lot of stress and a lot of trauma in themselves. And women partners can do a lot to help their husbands and partners in a space to really feel that they can open up and express how they feel. And in return of a man being able to do that, he can give that love and that can be received. It's a lot of men. Man, this is just... All this is is hope, strategy, wishful thinking, and not really addressing the problem. And I see this happening quite often. She mentioned men losing their lives or taking their own lives, as we call as we call self-deleting. One of the main reasons men self-delete is because they lose custody of their kids in the family court. I don't hear her opening her mouth about that. Okay? They get railroaded in divorce. I don't hear her... I don't hear her talking about that. Any other of these guys that are self-deleting probably is because I identify as something that probably people don't accept. They got a high rate. Okay. Then you have a group of men who are somewhat hopeless. And much of that has to do with genetically and biologically. At this time, they would have been producing families and having a love affair or having somebody loyal to them that they can depend on like that. Like we've had that need. They have a need to procreate. And thus it's harder for them to do it when you have a good portion of women out in these streets, a good woman pushing out in their careers, freezing their eggs and so forth and so on. So biologically there's problems with men. She didn't mention that shit, did she? No. Also a piece of trash garbage stuff that she pushed forward is she said women and wives need to open up, allow their men to open up and share and open up and show their emotional side and their vulnerability. So women can do much to allow these men to be open and express themselves. Garbage information. That's hope strategy. First of all, when we get to this next segment, you're going to see exactly why men should not open up to women. All right? Because it's used against them. It is not used for his benefit. Biologically, women do not like men who open up emotionally despite the fact that they wish Men would, but what they're saying is, I wish men would open up emotionally, meaning I wish he would love me and be willing to be loved and be emotionally available. That's what she's talking about. She's not talking about trauma dumping. She's not talking about crying in front of her. She's not talking about showing his softer side. She just wants this ninja to be all loving, caught up in love and love bombing her the same rate she's love bombing him. So if men open up to women, oh, biologically, the woman's going to dry up like the Sahara Desert. She's going to think he's less than. She's going to feel less secure around that man. So that's garbage. That ain't going to work. Now, what she's promoting is the agenda. If you know, you know. That's what she's promoting for men to open up and show a side that, you know, and I mean, just be willing to come out the closet. That's what she's talking about. That's what she's talking about. But then she had to insinuate that if you don't do that, you're toxic. And you're trained to go to work and be a hunter and a gatherer like we've been doing for 200,000 years of civilization. Uh, yeah, you know, these men are just taught to be a hunter and gatherer. Yeah, that's what we do. Not only that, that's what we're judged on. Not only that, that's how we protect our family. And then when men cannot achieve that, it's their fault. 
right? This is just agenda bullshit. I can't co-sign anything she's saying because it's simply not true. And this is why, this is why we've never been in a position like this in a society where these people get to tell us what to do because this is what it looks like. <laughs> As a result, this is what society creates. It's just chaos. This is chaotic stuff. We've never done it this way. But all of a sudden, we're going to switch and pivot in 2020. Now, this is opposite world. And calling what other men do, calling them toxic for being supporters of homes, working and doing X, Y, and Z, you're saying the failure is these men can't live up to those expectations. You're not addressing any other thing about the toxic world that men experience. Devastating. You're not talking about men taking their lives because of issues of child custody and divorce. You're not going to bring that up. You're going to just talk about the men who can't transition themselves and cry in front of the women. This is terrible. This is goofy. <laughs> this is what are we doing? That's toxic to go to work every day and support and be willing to pass on those things to not only their immediate family, but their legacy going forward. You want crying ass men. That's what you want. Let's play it again so you can hear it right here. And have, have been raised with toxic masculinity of men who have raised their boys to say, this is your worth. This is your value. Put bread and This is what the worth and value for men is no matter what. The father didn't have to tell son that. <laughs> Come on, man. Butter on the table. Make sure you just work. If you now, again, we played the previous video. Women are rewarded when they show this uh demonstrate this skill oh she puts she supports her own women own more homes they're more college educated they earn more money they earn mm. the woman just got done saying previous to this these things are rewarded in women when they do it but when men do it it's toxic <laughs> this is un mm. i don't know if you realize what you're experiencing in this world this is why forever i'll continue to have content i don't know I don't know, but this is bizarre. This shit that she's pushing is bizarre. It is new, 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 new world order. You express your emotions. It's weak. If you say this, then you're going to come across as this in the workforce. And I think that that sort of suppression of emotion is now what we're seeing outwardly with so many men. No, 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 no. What about the suppression of emotion from women? They're suppressing their emotion. They're completely adopting masculine characteristics. We see, we see women just robbing people out in the open brazenly. We see them suppressing their emotions. Do you think that's mentally affecting them as well? Huh? Nope. Of course. They're stressed out. They're burned out. They're depressed. They got bipolar. They're the ones suffering, right? But we got to pick up those pieces, right? All right, let's continue with the statistics of the suicide rates that are so high and men feeling like they've not had an opportunity to just be who they are. Just be who they are. As if what we're doing is not what men are. I'm thoroughly, thoroughly not understanding what she's talking about. She all over the place, bro. So there's been a lot of money. Not only uh, with her words, she all over the place on that couch. Oh, the humanity. I mean, she's all over the place on that sofa. Asking a lot of men pretending to be something that certainly has not been authentic and true to themselves. And that can create a lot of stress and a lot of trauma in themselves. What, the, what does she know about men? 
what in the, what could she possibly know about men? This has got to be a University of California at Berserkly therapist. What could she possibly know about one day living in the in the shoes of men? And if the only exposure she's had to men is either sexual and or in a counseling chair, you don't know men. You haven't seen many men then. All right. There's no way. So you never lived a life as a man. The only men you were exposed to is sexually and or in a counseling therapy chair. How many real dudes are going to counseling and therapy? No, they don't need to go. They, they don't need to go. Because if I got to sit across from this and this is who I'm going to get instructions in life, well, then I'll be headed for self-destruction. Okay. This is who they want to send you to when they say you need to go get therapy. This woman's going to tell you, man, please. Again, I always want to look at who these counselors look like. Let me take a look what you look like. Who's about to give me life advice? This right here, Ninja. When they enter the room and you walk in, have a seat. I ain't sitting down. Look at you, first of all. This is who I'm about to take advice from. Take a look. <laughs> Come on, man. All right, let's continue. And women partners can do a lot to help their husbands and partners in a space to really feel that they can open up and express how they feel. And in return of a man being able to do that, he can give that love and that can be received. So a lot of men have. She, this is what she said, essentially. She just said. <laughs> she said a whole bunch of nothing. Do me a favor, hit the like button in the building and um, let me get those likes over a thousand. Then we'll get to the main event after we do these super chats and um, and all of that. And we got to get a little bit belly deli real quick and uh, nature calls. So give me a second here and we'll be back in a few. So women, you know, we're more educated now. And Americans owe more than $1.5 trillion in student loan debt and women reportedly hold around two thirds of that debt. Women hold nearly two-thirds of the outstanding student debt at around $930 billion. Now, some presidential candidates are proposing solutions to fix the worsening debt problem. This proposal completely eliminates student debt in this country. I also found it interesting that 37% of women don't really understand the whole student loan payback system. But men, they understand it a little bit better. So you're going to pay for people who didn't save any money, and those of us that did the right thing get screwed. And the irony is that this is Elizabeth Warren, the woman who is getting 300000 a year for teaching one course. How do you feel about these people here who, who show up to, to show their free speech trying to censor you right now? All right, super chat time, almost to the main event. We only got a few super chats, Luis, just to answer your question about dating apps. Um, just don't go on dating apps. Uh, just hatch it, doing the hatchet job. Um, leave very little, leave very little details. All right, and give them instructions. Cesar doubles up. He says X three hundred four friend passed the Hep B for months on a dating app. Um, in Wisconsin, while I, while claiming that she wanted to find a husband, mastodons are a menace to public health. As a matter of fact, uh, dating apps are 
you know, people always think about the junior college. What about STDs? I'm like, dude, dating apps, normies pass STDs. Sex workers don't, right? Unless you're on the getting the Figueroa 50. Person that's working in the industry has a high incentive to protect their health. You will find that dating apps, people go rosky on the first freaking date. Raw. And the reason why a woman would go raw on the first date on a dating app is she doesn't have an incentive, number one, to maintain her health because she's not, she's not, she doesn't want to be on there for a long time. So she wants to kind of go raw to forge a relation, forge a relationship. Number two, she doesn't want to be seen as a slut or a skeezer when she tells you to put on the condom, right? So that automatically will draw flags for you. Like, no, I'm you put on a condom. You're immediately going to think, oh, you do this a lot, huh? You do this a lot, huh? So normies are the ones bashing out STIs, right? Because the normies are the ones going Roski. First freaking date. You don't even know this person. You met him. You went to Taco Bell. You back out there clapping them cheeks. Roddy. Roski. It's crazy. And Roddy. Shout out to Hashim Shabazz says, women don't realize they're going to lose in the long run with this woke BS. But of course, it's going to be Jermaine's fault. Of course. It is all Jermaine's fault. Yeah. It's always Jermaine's fault. Um, you know, uh, in Wyoming, the University of Wyoming, of course, they're invading there. There's a transgender that wants to join a female sorority. Well, a sorority, which insinuates that it's for females, but they're fighting tooth and nail. You have women's sports being constantly being invaded, MMA, boxing, um, athletics, swimming. And um, I tell you, these aren't my fights, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not, I don't care. You guys have ruined it. You guys have pushed us away. You guys wanted to make your own decisions. Not only that, you've championed these people. And look, I don't want to even give these people a second thought. I don't care. I don't care what they do or care what they think or care what they want to do. I've seen transgender people in public and I look, I thought it was a little odd. I said, damn, look at that. And that was the end of it. I've seen transgender people get discriminated openly in public. It wasn't no sweat off my brow. I just moved on and went on with the rest of my life. So that's kind of how I look at it. If you want to do that, I seen the transgender dude. I used to see him ride a bike in my neighborhood and, um, he used to always wear this big-ass fur coat, even in the middle of the summer. <laughs> I don't know, man, because he probably was built like Barney Rubble. And I was like, yeah, probably looks weird with that wig. But I'm like, hey, do you. Do you. I don't give a shit. <laughs> so <laughs> I just don't care. I don't care that much. But then when they want to be like, well, we want to compete against the women in sports and all that. And then I'm like, all right, listen. Y'all was the one told us to leave them alone. You was the one that wanted to give them the rights. You the one that wanted to bake them a cake. You the ones that fought for it. Ladies were the ones that pushed it. But now I'm going to show you University of Wyoming. Um, University of Wyoming sorority has a transgender male who lies down naked on their couch with a boner. And they want to they want to speak out against it, ma'am. This ain't my fight. Sorry, this is on y'all. <laughs> this ain't on me. That's going to be on you, ladies. And that's you. So this is the get what go broke. And um, people don't know. I, I, I find it odd why they don't find this to be the patriarchy. They're always worried about the patriarchy, but it is the, the men turning into women that dominate them. Like, how was that not patriarchy? <laughs> <laughs> Women's sorority sisters speak out against lawsuit launched over transgender mem member. 
member, transgender member, really? Who writes these headlines? They're going to fight for women's spaces. You had your own space. Look at these four Kayleys, somewhat snow cowish. All right, it's Wyoming. But Kappa Kappa Gamma, it says right here, I'm going to show you the line where it says here. Um, let me see here. Oh, that the, it says right here, they stated that Langford was seen having an erection through leggings. Send it. Send it. What you want me to do, man? Y'all push for this shit. Or you didn't fight for it. I ain't fighting, man. I'm not fighting. Y'all try. Y'all did this shit. You did this to yourself. You painted yourself in the corner. I always tell you that. I've been telling you that. Um, I've been telling you that analogy for a long time. Is that women tend to paint themselves in corners and uh and, and get themselves in trouble and damsel in distress. Then they want you to come and help. What 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 can I do? No, I'm out of this fight. Then they do what? They do what? What if this was your daughter? Hey man. More than likely, they she voted for it too. Because when I got to talking about it, laughing and sniggling, and telling them they crazy uh, for supporting this, then they they did what? They they demean me. They call me kind of ist and isms and all that. It ain't my problem. And I would advise you men that it should not be your problem either. You didn't ask for this. This is what you got. And now they want you to. You probably did not. You probably spoke out against it. This is what happens when people are allowed to vote that should not vote. And I'm not talking about women. I'm talking about people of certain age and don't have skin in the game. When people vote for their emotions, this is what happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know what to say, but I ain't sticking my neck out here for it. I'm not. All right. There was another instance of this happening as well. And I'm like, what do you want me to do about this? All right, I'm, I'm minding my own business as you instructed me to do. You said, mind your own business. All right, I'm minding my business. <laughs> All right. But now they're on your dorm room couch with erections through leggings. That's an L. That's going to be an L. Hold that fat L and hold it high. All right, shout out to Rational Rationality says, lease them only pay a set rate as they depreciate. Indeed. And as they depreciate, as you lease, you can actually just get rid of them and get another one. Shout out to Angel, starter husband culture in full effect. Starter husband culture in full effect. All right, we know that 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 is a thing. MC Hamster says, seeing Slipknot and Rob Zombie tonight, free agent lifestyle for life. Shout out to Rob Zombie. I've seen him. I've seen him and I've seen him perform in person. Yes, a brother of culture. I've told you that story. How I ended up at a Rob Zombie concert. All right. Quite interesting. Shout out to Target. He says when XX's enter men's spaces, they don't have to pretend to be men and damage their bodies to join in. No, they're oftentimes welcomed unless they're causing a problem. All right. Indeed. And the Rob Zombie show was quite pleasant. It was loud. <laughs> there was a mosh pit that I was up. I was up in the rafters, so I did not participate in the mosh pit. And everybody treated me very nicely. All right. It's despite what you think, people treated me very well. They were happy I was there. <laughs> All right. They were so happy I was there. They walked in like, what are you doing here? And I was like, well, I'm here. And I was like, it's so cool that you were here. They was hugging me and <laughs> 
welcoming me in and inviting me to barbecues and shit. <laughs> that they was looking at me like, what are you doing? Do you like zombie? I was like, yeah, you know, I just. <laughs> well, what happened was I got hired as security. I got hired as security. I don't know what happened. I think they were having a zombie concert in Salt Lake City when I lived in Salt Lake. And um, just to tell the story real quick, um, I was visiting the Great Salt Lake. They had at the time, I don't know if it's still there, they had an old arena or some sort of, I don't know what you would call it, but it was a big building. It's very old. But um, I was there, and I was married at the time, and I took my kids down to the Great Salt Lake. It stinks like shit down there. I'm just letting you know. It smells like dead fish everywhere. If you really want to go see it, go see it. I would just suggest you take a helicopter over it. But it smells like dead fish everywhere. So we're going out there. We're looking, and this dude walks up to me. At the time, I was in great fitness shape. I was fitness training there. So he was like, hey. We need security. It wasn't the Delta Center. It was some, it was, it wasn't the Delta Center. It was at the Great Salt Lake. It was on the Great Salt Lake. It's an old, like an old barn. I don't even know what it is, what it is. And um, he was like, Hey, we need extra security. I guess they were short on security. He was like, Can you work security? I was like, All right. <laughs> I guess. I was like, who's performing? He was like, Rob Zombie. So anyway, I was like, whatever. I was like, I'm gonna be security over these crazy ass white boys. That's what I was thinking. I'm going to be stopping them for fighting. So he tells me, come back dressed in all black, black T-shirt, black jeans. I was like, all right. I show up and they got more security than they need. So he was like, why don't you just go stand up there? Like right up in the, there's an upper part and the stage is right below me. So I can see the stage right there. So I'm standing up there. I'm like the security for this area. <laughs> Top flight security. Yeah. Um, And he paid me to be there. And, um, Dude, they, they was, it was super cool. So everybody that sees me there, I'm just dressed in all black. So they think I'm there for the concert, <laughs> right? They think I'm there for the concert. So they roll up. Everybody's like, hey, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> they was like, there's a ninja in here. What? But they was cool as hell. They were like, you here to see the concert? I was like, yeah, I'm undercover security and shit. It was like, this is so cool. And this was before smartphones. So I would have been all on the internet, went viral for being at the show. But this was like 2005 or six, 2005 or six, something around that. But this was before smartphones. So nobody took pictures of me. You young people don't know. Uh, but people used to do shit and not document it. We used to do stuff and experience it. Now they would have had pictures of me and shit all on the internet. They would have my ass out there crowd surfing in the mosh pit. They would have threw me in the damn. Yeah. But yeah, man, you know me. I ain't scared of shit mostly. So I went to the show. I went to the show and everybody was cool. Nobody did nothing to me. No, nothing anyway. And Rob Zombie performed well. He was different than I uh, fully anticipated. I didn't know what to expect. I heard of him before. I think their group was called White Zombie. If I'm not mistaken, they were white zombie and Rob Zombie was in white zombie. I can't remember. But um, I didn't know what to expect. I was like, this is about to be some skinhead shit. <laughs> right. I was like, these skinheads gonna be going crazy. But um, anyway, it was cool. He was cool. Everybody there was cool as hell. They was cool as hell. So anyway, shout out to you going to the Rob Zombie concert. That's my story about Rob Zombie. Uh, let's see here. All right, shout out to my man Daniel says, Coach, I hold the same beliefs 
on male and female friendship. Yeah, I do too. So if I'm in a relationship, that friend's bullshit. Do not pull that. Don't pull that on me. I'm going to draw a distinct, clear line, and I'm going to give you protocol. And don't, if you call me insecure, the relationship's over. Yep, I'm insecure. <laughs> All right, anyway. Shout out to Cody. He says, free agent lifestyle forever. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, let me see here. We got Car Carter says, uh, don't save these XXs from their Transformer problems they created. If you see them getting... Getting the beats, he, he said, if you see him getting the beats, don't jump in because it's a hate crime. If you do, Carter, let him know. My man Carter letting him know. He said, "Do if you see women getting the beats from a transgender, it's a hate crime if you jump in. 100%. All right, we're giving you instructions. Yeah, man, let them get the, let them get the brakes beat off of them. I ain't in it. My name Bennett, and I ain't in it. Because I'm not about to get no crime, death by simp, and it's a robot in disguise. I ain't in it, all right? I ain't trying to get no hate crime. Shout out to Garrett says that I'm having a hard time keeping this alligators down, keeping these alligators down, but your daily streams give me strength. Keep doing what you do. Thank you for the generous super chat. It's so hard for me to sit back here in this studio looking at a guy out here hollering my name. Shout out to Adrian says Mace copied, uh, sorry, copped, Mace says cop copped. I messed it up. I thought you said Mace copied. Uh, you cop some free agent lifestyle shirts and proudly show my teeth as I wear them. Niggas always gotta show they and that is a sponsorship. Shout out to you. I'm rich, he said your live streams always hit, and I'm happy to happy to contribute and contribute, contribute. Free agent lifestyle for life. I'm a mess. <laughs> you deserve better. You deserve better. May says, cops some free agent lifestyle shirts and proudly show my teeth as I wear them. Your live streams always hit, and I'm happy to contribute. Free agent lifestyle for life. Thank you, brother. You deserved a better reading for that sponsorship. Let me check PayPal. Then we'll get back. Rational Rationality says, Seven Dust Metal Band lead singer is a brother. And you will find that brothers be doing a lot of good stuff out here in diverse categories. Living Color, the band, um, much of the seven dust. There's another band. Um, I'm going to say, um, I can't remember the band name, but they, he also had either a drummer or somebody I can't remember, but, um, brothers have been doing things, diversity, playing hockey. And in fact, hockey wasn't overwhelmingly. A lot of black men played hockey from the beginning, uh, but people don't know these things. So when we say things are white, we don't really know what the history of it is. In fact, rock and roll itself is, uh, uh, many of the men that originated it were black men all right so it's odd that we live in a time where we would say rock is a white person sport when in fact many of these rock and rollers were inspired by many black men which is it's weird it's weird country and western same thing uh some of it came from uh folk music and blues but there's definitely a rock component to it and music in general when you look at america has been overwhelmingly bit by poor people and uh uh, uh rural rural Blacks and whites. But then when we see it today, you're like, oh, that's white people shit. Like, nah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yo. In fact, watch the documentary on Netflix. I don't know if it's still there. It's a documentary about, this is why I support, you know, when I talk about supporting black people, this is the black people I like to support. You know what I mean? They give you history and narratives of this bullshit, not the other shit that they be pushing. 
when you talk about the, the there's a great documentary I always reference, and it talks about background singers for rock and roll music in the 70s and the 80s. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix and B.B. King and, you know, uh, Muddy Waters. And these are the, the documentaries about background singers from the 70s and 80s. All right. And which were primarily black background singers. All right. Mostly women and some men. They even talked about Luther Vandross and him being starting out as a background singer and the importance of background singers. So much so that the oftentimes in most of the classic rock music, most of the hooks and the ad libs, the most memorable part of the songs were mostly the background singers. The black background singers like Sweet Home Alabama, any of these songs, oftentimes the most important and most memorable part of the song were the black background singers. OK, and most of these artists, um, um, let me get the bands right. You two Rolling Stones, they oftentimes also show them that their inspiration for doing the music, the Beatles, were black artists. Like uh, Johnny B. Goods. I can't think of names. Okay. So when you think of that, it's often weird. <laughs> yes, it's often weird for that we can put in the context that rock and roll is for white folks. Like if we say Rob Zombie and the people say, why are you here? Or vice versa. Why would you go to a Rob Zombie? <laughs> it's like come, Chuck Berry. Thank you. For some reason, name slipped my mind. And they came here from the United Kingdom very, very happy to go learn under like U2, uh, Rolling Stones, the Beatles. They came here to learn from the black men who preceded them. Little Richard and so forth and so on. Even going into the 70s and 80s with Jimi Hendrix and Prince which who is a rock singer, he's a rock and roller. Prince was a rock artist. Overwhelmingly, he was just able to merge a little bit of soul into his music, which soul music has always been a part of rock. But we got to a point where we quickly distinguished it on racial lines, and it's somewhat silly. Yeah, Led Zeppelin, Zeppelin, same thing. They were credit the people that they looked at, like Jimi Hendrix. They treated them like gods, and black folks would never even acknowledge Jimi Hendrix, which is weird. Think about that. Think about that. Black folks will never even hold Jimi Hendrix in high esteem um, uh, because he was seen as, oh, he's doing some white shit, <laughs> right? Isn't that weird? Um, even the legendary rock people like the Little Richards, the Chuck Berries, the B.B. Kings, which they, they came from blues and, and so forth and so on. We won't even hold them in high esteem. We hold up these ninjas, um, Young Thug and Gunna. You know what I mean? Like, think about that when we really want to talk about saving the story and the narratives of the community. Even hockey. Go back and look at ice hockey. You will find in the 1900s, early, the early 1900s, you will find full teams of black men in upper North America, Canada and such, playing hockey. You know what I mean? Just look it up. He says we know about him, but do we celebrate him? We know about him, but do we celebrate him? Do we celebrate him like Tupac and Biggie? No, we don't. Because I think overwhelmingly he's seen as separate. He's over there. We don't celebrate him. We we just say, oh, you know, he played a good guitar. Well, man, when I was in high school, 
in the early 90s, there was a group of dudes, the, the dudes that used to drop acid at lunch and shit, right? These guys who were seen as on the fringe, they'd be wearing these tie-dye shirts with Jimi Hendrix on it. At the time, I didn't, I wasn't aware. They thought Jimi Hendrix was God. They thought he was God. And these were white boys and a mixed culture of people who were dropping acid in the bathroom at lunch. All right, or up on the hill. They thought he was God. And I was just be like, eh. <laughs> but in the world of their world, he's God of the guitar. He's one of the gods of the guitars. All right. So anyway, shout out to Jimi Hendrix. If you know, you know. New, 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 new world order. You know, you know. All right. When you're standing next to a mountain, what? Chop it down with the edge of my hand. Now, the only reason I know about that is wrestling. Chop them down with the edge of my hand. Shout out to Yes, I'm a voodoo child. Yes, you know I'm a voodoo child. All right, shot him down anyway. Shout out to you guys. No. New world order. All right, anyway, here. Oh, Lenny Kravitz as well, but you know. I can't talk about Lenny on my show. Here we go. Where is it? I'm not going to say what race, what people. We know I can't say that. Yeah, I can't talk about that. Anyway. <laughs> Where are we at here? Let me go back. Kanye, get him. Kanye, get him. You know why I can't talk about him? I'm not going to say what race, what people. We know I can't say that. Yeah, we can't talk about that here. But thank you, bro. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, Slash was half white, half black, too. I actually learned that as well. All right, last last one. Kaylin says, what's up, coach? He says, if so, if postpartum depression can last up to seven years, how does, the, how does that impact future pregnancies, especially since women's fertility doesn't improve with age? How does the hun husband get uh, better handle this? They can't. I mean, they're basically tying your hands up, all right, by saying postpartum depression can go to seven years. They're just tying your hands because they're just telling you to put up with more foolishness. I'm going to get back to the show. Let's get to that main event. Let's get to the main event and get people going about their day. All right, get going about their day. All right, uh, where are we going here? We're going to talk about, oh, we're going to talk about this. You never truly knew, know your wife until you see her in court. All right, shout out to the court here. Let's go to the people's court. We're going to examine four cases. These are somewhat of a review. But it's going to give you an indication of how people treat you at the end of relationships. And it's not that all women treat us like this. It is that somehow some of them treat us like this. And it's the fact that they can treat us like this that makes it somewhat foolish to not assume that they could do this. You're just hoping that she doesn't, which is not a good strategy, gentlemen. Now, we're going to start with the Millie Mouth Muskrat herself, the Millie Mouth Muskrat mascot who was the Tennessee cop, Megan Hall, who went wild like Hulkamania in the police department. Now, as you guys know the story, let's go ahead and show you her picture. There she is, Millie Mouth Muskrat. Wait a minute. What happened? All right, wait, what happened? Hold on for a second. They took my story down. They put it up. You see that? You see that? I. They just took my story away, Ninja, and put Oprah on my screen <laughs> on the same browser, and I cannot hit the back. Bruh, I can't even hit the back bar. What in the hell is that? <laughs> Hold up for a second. 
right in the middle of the show. What are we? New, 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 new world order. I can't even hit the look. I can't even hit the back button. I was about to show you what it was. And they took Oprah just took over my page. Look, no back button. No, nothing. It's not even on the dish no browser. Man, what in the new, 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 new world order? <laughs> they watching me. I always feel like somebody's watching me. Man, now I got to go back to my history and look at my feed pictures. Where's the Millie Mouth Muskrat? This is crazy. Right in the middle of the damn show. All right. So let me see if I can do this again. All right. <laughs> let me get it to another browser. Man, don't tell me they not watching me, man. Don't tell me they not watching me. All right. So uh, anyway, Tennessee cop gone wild. Megan Hall, 27. So what happened was, let me see if I could scroll down. There it is again. I've scrolled down. All right. Let's see if they do it again. There she is right there. So what happened was she was a cop. She was serving black dudes and Puerto Rican dudes on the police force. She was married. If you haven't caught up to the story, then she filed a lawsuit saying that these dudes sexually harassed her and she was forced to perform sex as a mascot of the police department. All right. And then her husband stuck by her and so forth and so on. All right. So she scrambled. She played the victim and she said, these guys take advantage of me. Now, what it then has revealed is that she had a fetish for black men. All right. And badgered co uh, colleagues for sex and told one police officer he must be gay for rejecting her advances. The fire officer claimed. All right. So this is one of the officers firing back at Megan for trying to play the victim. So she clearly had a black, uh, a black man fetish. And of course, most of these porcelain princesses do. But this does show that she was sexually harassing the officers, not being not not her being sexually harassed. And she also used you must be gay because you don't want to hit this. First of all, let's take a look. Listen, I mean, I might want to hit real quick, but look, I don't want to get fired for you. All right. And some dudes just don't want to hit. They got salami discipline. Some men know what's up. So this is the guy leveling the claim and shout out to this brother for putting up a defense force saying she wanted it she asked for it in fact she was telling us that if we didn't hit it we were gay and she said she was groomed and it says right here she had a fetish for black men and told police told a police colleague he must be a homosexual for spurning her sexual advantage advances i've been telling you that men are harassed at the workplace way more than women way more all right, but then when you get caught, you get fired. Uh, Hall was booted from the police department right here. Let me go down. She filed a federal lawsuit claiming she was groomed and abused by uh, lecherous superiors, including the police chief and Sergeant Powell, a 15-year law veteran, when in fact it was the reverse. But in a fresh counterclaim, Paul 42 alleges and turns the table on the young siren, saying that Hall was persistently flirting and pressuring him to engage in sexual relation despite both being married. Everybody knows that this is true. Again, where are the guys? This ain't new, coach. Guys, this is what sexual harassment often does talk about. This is why it's he said, she said. Now, everybody knows you've been sexually harassed at work way more than you sexually harass women. Everybody knows that. But when you don't put up with it, you're caught in a no-win situation. So, for instance, if you turn her down, she can end up saying, well, I'm going to tell them you sexually harass me. Or if you turn them down, I'm going to tell you everybody you're gay. Or if you go ahead and say, all right, I'll just go in and clap them cheeks. Then you're 
still on the hook. You're in a no-win situation. Every man has been sexually harassed at work. All right, ooh, look at you. You look good in them. Everything that you would say to a woman, everything a woman says to you that if you would have said, it would be sexually harassment. But it's not because they're going to put the you're gay. And why are you complaining? You should want this. Again, if I told a woman, why are you complaining? You want this. You should want it. You should be honored that I'm. They say that back to you, but they don't consider it sexual harassment. This is why you have to be vigilant and disciplined. All right, discipline. What else do they got to say? Oh, they got the whole damn documentation. Initially, she began to talk about sex. She complained to Powell that their own marital sex life was unsatisfying. After Powell responded with an idea or two of how she might spice things up with her husband, Hall asked if Powell could demonstrate. That way, uh, she said that she would know how to please her husband. Hall, Powell, and three colleagues lost their job. All right, um, let me go down here. Hall's suit claims that she entered policing to find role models, but instead found predators. That's what she said. She claimed that uh, Powell threatened to delete herself at, uh, when she broke it off. Interesting, interesting. So she went full obsessed. So Powell said, hey, she threatened to delete herself if I broke it off, so I kept hitting them cheeks, leaving Hall struggling to cope with her own anxiety, depression, and collapsing mental health, which she also brought into the suit saying she had mental health and she took medication and she was forced to answer mental health questionnaires uh, inaccurately by these men. And shout out to these brothers out here starving. Yeah, that brother's starving. <laughs> All right, so they were starving it up. Let me see here. All right, um, they're talking about how much the money they make and all of that stuff. It says right here, uh, power resolve was weakened. All right, it says when he began having problems in his own marriage, his resolve was weakened. He got weak in the knees, all right? And he was like, I ain't getting none from my wife. And this Millie, my muskrat, telling me I'm gay if I don't hit. So I better go on and get the, I better go on and get the cheeks. And he says, and they start hooking up for oral pleasures, all right? And then it says, and uh, consequently, in May 2022, Powell began trying to break things off amicably with Hall, saying that he loved his wife. Nevertheless, Hall persisted in trying to entrap him back into a relationship. Hall, who is white, appeared to be in some sort of fetish for Powell, who is black, based on his race. On multiple occasions, while at work, she told him to put his big black in her mouth and something her with it. Gag her with it? Gag Jesus Christ. Okay. I told you guys, man, they be like that, man. Listen, I've experienced the pleasures of the Millie Mouth Muskrats and the uh, Master Splinters and white women. They, they say shit like this, but this is just natural sexual stuff. All right, this is why it's hard to work with people, uh, men and women. All right, so she said, put that big black salami in my mouth so I can gag her with it. Choke me. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy, my Lord. Have mercy. Calm down. New, 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 new world She's order. starving. Yeah, that brother's starving. Ninjas that got lynched for this type of shit. Powell says Hall eventually took the hint and she started sleeping with multiple other officers instead. Yep. So that tends to happen too. She basically says, I'm going to get revenge on you by 304 myself around with all the other guys and see how you feel about it. All right. And so there she is right there with her husband. Guys, imagine. There it is. Another successful marriage. Another successful marriage. Look at this ninja's face. You can see the pain. Look at the pain in his eyes. 
Look at how she's smiling. She, I don't know how she fit anything in this Millie mouth. How in the world she fit anything in there? All right, there, there's no way. I couldn't do it. She'd be struggling over here. All right, but uh, <laughs> all right, anyway, look at his eyes right here. This ninja, and he leaning in, and oh, man, this is all bad. All right, this is all bad. This ninja crying, bruh. All right, anyway, let me get to the next one here. Let me get to the next one. Uh, what's next? Uh, hopefully, Oprah doesn't make an appearance. Oprah coming to try to evade my show. All right, the next one, Kim Zolkiak. Zoliak? What? I don't even know how to pronounce that. Now, I talked about their divorce. She was on The Real Housewives of Atlanta. And uh, she divorced this guy. I think she was almost five to 10 years older than him. Something in that range. He was a former uh, football player. I think he adopted two kids and they had two kids biologically. Something about that. Now, check this out. She files for divorce after he went through some financial problems. They got a back due IRS bill and she bailed out. She got out of there. She was like, I'm out. And she said... She said, got to get my bag and run. And now, guess what? Bitter custody battle. Bitter custody battle. Okay. Bitter. How did you know? Kim Zoliak. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Says she got serious concerns for the safety and well-being of her four minor kids while in Croy's care. Oddly enough, look at this. Take a look. The woman of your dreams, the woman that you slept next to, the woman that piped you down, the woman that guzzled your seed, the woman that married you, the woman that you entangled your finances to, the woman you're going to pay. Now she's saying he can't keep the kids. No abuse excuse. I'm not happy. <laughs> now the abuse excuse. Zolziak. I can't pronounce it. Now all of a sudden he can't have custody of the kids. He can't have... um. He can't have to and share custody. She's concerned. She wants him drug tested now. Now he on drugs. <laughs> what? Are you serious, man? This is typically what happens. And I know you guys don't understand when I tell you this. There's a phrase and it goes like this. You don't know who your wife is until you see her in court. Now, this isn't just my ex. I keep telling you this. This shit happens all over the world, especially in the United States, because this is an incentive for her to behave like this. Abuse excuse. He's unsafe. I have problems about his behavior or lifestyle. Well, what did you ha did you have problems before that? The answer is no. Nope. Did you have problems when he adopted your kids and 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 kept them while you were married? Nope. You didn't have that problem then. Now, all of a sudden, now you're divorcing, trying to get the advantage in the custody court and the child support court. Now you want them drug tested. Now he's unsafe around your kids when you never expressed this before. This is crazy. And these lawyers, somebody says laughing all the way to the bank. You guys will find this out, man. I know you guys don't understand this. And this isn't just me, guys. You guys will find this shit out. There's a 7 out of 10 chance your ex is going to pull this shit on you. And if it doesn't work, they'll get even desperate. They'll claim that you touched your kids, that you abused them. And they have no evidence, none. They don't even need any evidence. In fact, 
most of these things that they're claiming, I'm going to show you why it's weird. I'm going to show you why it's weird. And I never believe it. You know why? I'm going to tell you why. Because in fact, if these things were true, and in fact, they had evidence or testimony from the kid or a so-called psychologist or a counselor got that evidence, you know what that person will be required to do? That counselor will be required by law to report it to the authorities. If there was any abuse, they will be required by law. Your kid, your ex will be required to go to the police and file a complaint for a criminal prosecution of the father. But guess what? These claims never go to the police. These counselors who serve as family counselors never file a police report, although they're required by law. These judges never go to the authorities and file a report as they're required to by law. You know why? Because it's bullshit. And they use this to get custody. I'm telling you, man, you're going to be surprised. And when they do this, he's not safe around the kids. Why? Give us a police report. File a police report. No, that shit will get thrown out. And the family court should not be handling any of these cases. A family court attorney should not take an abuse charge into a family court proceeding because it should be at the criminal courts. If there is abuse and sexual abuse or verbal or physical, there should be a police report filed immediately. But they never do it. That's why. It's bullshit. That's why. All right. So when a person does this, like Kim Zoliak or whatever her name is, and she makes these claims that he's high around the kids or he does drugs or their safety, file a police report if you, in fact, have evidence to believe this is true. Take it to the law and then let the law deal with it. But they never do it. They just take it to the family court, the judges and the counselors. They do all this shit. And then they do this to you at your expense. And then you get stuck. All right. This is crazy. But look, and he thought he had an amicable divorce when I reported this. He was like, oh, you know, I understand why she left. Now he's probably getting blindsided by this. Like what? Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So again, if they don't take it to the criminal courts, it's bullshit. If they say, I think my I think the father of my child touched my kids, file a police report. Tell your kid, get your kid to uh, report what they did to the law. If they don't do it, throw the shit out immediately. Or the court, that judge should immediately go and transfer that case to the criminal court if in fact they believe it to be true. But if they don't do it, <laughs> if they don't do it, if they don't do it and, and and do and they're by the way by law they're supposed to report it if if a parent is abusing another ch child by law these people are supposed to report it a therapist is supposed to report it to law and they do not cuz it's bullshit all right i'm going to tell you right now never believe it if a woman goes on and uh, you you pick up a single mother and your single mother says yeah i think the father of my children uh, uh was abusing my kid what? Nah. Did you take him to a therapist? Yep. Did the therapist report it to the law? Nope. Well, guess nope. what? Guess what? Didn't happen. <laughs> right? Anyway. Didn't happen. No, your case is so flimsy, you're just making an accusation that you cannot prove. All right? Anyway, it's mandatory by law that they do this. It's a red-ass flag. All right, let me, let me continue. 
All right. Um, here we go right here. Congresswoman Lauren Boebert. I'm hope I'm saying her name right, and I will fold her ass up too. All right. Congresswoman, this is a woman who was supposed to be a traditional conservative woman who uh, reprimanded women for not doing right by their husbands. And she rolled the red wave and tricked a lot of dudes to think that she was just different. And she supported her household. Guess what happened? She filed for divorce. And also, guess what happened? She went to drop them off at the family court pay window, just like everybody else. Congresswoman Lauren Boebert demands child and spousal support from a strange husband in messy divorce. Already is getting messy. So he got process served. We talked about that. He said, oh, well, you know, I understand. Let bygones, let, be, let bygones be bygones. We'll just, we'll just get divorced amicably and share custody of the kids. And that'll be that, right? But nope. Guess who pulled the old victim card? I'm assuming she's an employed woman. I don't know what he does. Maybe we can find that out. But the good old bait and switch is always in play. And I believe she's somewhat of a breadwinner, right? She got to be. She's a congresswoman. She's a representative. I don't know what he does. But guess what? She going to make him spill all of his financial books. See, this is what the worst part of it is now. She going to make you go to court and give up all your documentations to the government. Have your shit be an open book. This is unnecessary, but this is nothing but tar and feathering the guy. This is embarrassing. This is a, this is a, this is a, um, this is a social, this is a social lynching of men. It's unnecessary. We can handle this shit. Let's handle a lot of court. Let's be all level headed here. But no, now she got to take it down here. I don't think he was the one having an affair either. I, I, I don't know. But the track cons were the supposedly the last hope. The last hope, and guess what? You got the one, you got the poster child of the TradCon pulling a divorce grape to kingdom come. Here we go. She makes a hundred between 174, 170 to 250 thousand dollars a year. And she's asking for spousal support. And what happened to strong and independent? What happened? I can take care of myself. See, this is unfortunate. This is what guys have hoped for. Well, I got my traditional woman. We'll move out in the country and we'll raise kids and boys and girls. You got the poster child of the track on movement. Mm. Getting messy. Okay. Says right here, Republican Lauren Boebert has demanded child and spousal support from her estranged husband, Jason, after apparently blindsiding him with divorce papers. We read the story yesterday. Citing irreconcilable differences, the two-term Colorado Republican slammed her husband with divorce papers after nearly two decades of marriage. And she wants him to pay for her lavish Washington, D.C. lifestyle. The petitioner, Lauren, has historically been the primary care provider and submitted that this is in the children's best interest that she continue to be the primary residential custodian. You cannot make this shit up. You can't make this up, bro. <laughs> you can't make this up. Up. They all pull the. It's the same playbook. Not only that, this is a woman that makes money, and they pulling the same playbook. What do you? I've been warning you guys. I've been warning you. I don't want to show the boys here and the children. They have four boys. I don't want to show them. It's the same shit, different day. <laughs> okay, <laughs> my lord.
The gun-toting politician goes on to request child support for four kids, age 18 to 10. You guys have been thinking I've been joking about this. Target says Bobo is the congresswoman with the team baby daddy. Um, I mean, her son is a team baby daddy. Oh, that kind of happened to um, the other drag con girl. One of the kids is 18. Then. One of the kids is 18, and he's apparently a teen father. Yeah, that happened to Sarah Palin. Her, she was a traditional conservative. Then her daughter got knocked up. All right, teenage daughter. All right, so the TRACOM movement is embarrassing. All right, it's embarrassing. Don't believe it. Even what was the Lauren Southern, and there was another woman, uh, that old Millie Mouth uh, uh, Master Splinter. What's her name? Tommy Lauren. They just pulling a, they pulling a gag on you guys. They're not. They're, they're not any different than any American woman. They're pulling a gag on y'all. And she wants spousal maintenance. Wait a minute. One kid is 18 and you asking for child support? She asked the court to, and by the way, this is common. People will ask, they will take you to court and the kid about to be 18 in less than a, less than a year. They'll take you to child support. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like the kid about to be grown. All right, um, she asked the court to determine who pays the attorney fees and how the marital properties are going to be divvied up. Of course, see, guys, look, what do I tell you? You're in love. She's in business. Of course, they broke up. She blindsided him with the divorce. He said, oh, let's go ahead and be led by. And now y'all divvying up property. She's getting what she's entitled to. She's taking it to child support. She asking for spousal maintenance. Also, restricting custody of your kids. Right all in one story. This is a traditional woman. And not only that, asking for child support on an 18-year-old. Now, they didn't say she asked for child support for the 18-year-old. They just said the four boys are between 10 and 18. All right, but she's asked Ninja, what do y'all want me to do, man? Y'all want me to do this? Here it is. Oh, they got the petition out here. Sad. Lauren listed the date of separation as April 25th, the same day Jason was served divorce papers. Um, It says right here, um... The estranged couple exchanged vows back in 2005 after meeting at Burger King, where the future 16-year-old uh, future politician worked. She worked at Burger King. Ninja, y'all done met. She didn't marry the Burger King bitch and got busy in the Burger King bathroom. Y'all ninjas, man. Hey, man. Look, when I say you're rolling the dice, I'm not telling you to not get married. When I say you're rolling the dice, here it is. And guys, this is after 20 years. Not after two, not after five, not a praying mantis. It, it, it wasn't Rocky. Um, It wasn't Rocky. You guys think I say this is going to happen to you. You think you're going to get married, and after two years, this is going to happen. 20 years. 20 years put in, and that was 20 years married. They were actually, she was knocked up before that. They actually had a child before that. Okay. 20 years married. Four kids, 20 years. The kids are between 10 and 18, and now she's pulling this. What do I tell you? It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. It's not all that will. It's that she can. And if she can and she pulls the plug late in life, she doesn't need a reason. She doesn't need to say you cheated, you abused her, or whatnot. And even if there's none of those things and she can pull the plug by no-fault divorce, she also can take access away from your kids 
in the time that they need their father the most. She has four boys and a full-time job. She wants to move those kids from Colorado to Washington, D.C. and back and forth as she's working away from the father for no reason. There's no, there's no abuse excuse. And now these boys from their very, very pivotal years are not going to learn from their fathers because she was the primary caregiver while working full time, two terms, two terms. How you, how are you working two terms as a representative and you're a full-time caregiver? You guys are going to find out guys that I'm telling you, I'm just warning you. I'm just warning you, gentlemen. I'm not telling you it's going to happen to you. I'm just saying, be aware of this shit. Because when it gets down to here, you're going to be shocked. You're going to be like, you're going to be like, wait a minute. Is she serious? And guys, the last thing I want to tell you is nobody's going to help you. This is the sad part about it. This gentleman, Jason, nobody's about to help him. Nobody, not even his attorney's about to help him. Her attorney's not about to help him. The judge not about to help him. I'm not about to help him. There's nothing I can do. The damage is done now. Now you get to find out that there's no such thing as a free ride. There's no, you're going to find out free women cost the most. Traditional women cost the most. Now you about to pay ninja. The devil can't help you. God can't help you. Not even God can help you guys. This is what I told the feats. There's no, what did I tell the feats? There's no God in American marriage. There's no God in marriage. And he didn't understand that. These are two Christian Christians. Now ask him, Hafiz, are you here? Let your voice be known. Hafiz, is there God in this marriage now? It ain't going to be no God today. God's like, I ain't here. All right. And there's two traditional conservative Americans with no God left. The, the, the judge is the God. Last one. Last one. Sad, huh? Sad, huh? All right, here we go. Tiger Woods got some good news. Tiger Woods got some good news. Ladies and gentlemen, the judge ruled that Tiger's ex-girlfriend must abide by the non-disclosure agreement. Tiger Woods, you you got lucky, Ninja. Got lucky. So you was about to pay up the nose, Ninja, if she would have had to. So guess what? She can't run to the court of public opinion. She can't tell stories about him like Amber Heard did Johnny Depp. She can't write a book. She can't. They're not going to believe her victim narrative bullshit. All right. And so she tried. Let me tell you why they probably threw it out. It's because she tried to say she was sexually harassed prior to their relationship. Only because she was an employee of his at some little restaurant. And so they started the relationship while she was an employee at one of his little side business restaurants. And she then said, I need to get out of this non-disclosure agreement because I was sexually harassed. But she didn't talk about the five years she laid down with him. Okay, like what? So you were sexually harassed, then you went and moved in with him? Paraded paraded yourself around town as his girlfriend? But you're going to say you were sexually harassed? Well, this is how weak they want to portray themselves to be because they want a result. Oh, I was so weak and vulnerable but they're so equal and strong and independent at the same time, which is a oxymoron. Also, this doesn't excuse him from the eviction. All right. So he still could pay for the eviction, but this is damaging to her case. This is damaging to her case. And uh, what's probably going to happen is she's going to have to settle for far less 
than she thought she was going to get. So she asked it for 30 million. She probably thought they could probably settle for 18 million, right? But now with this one, she probably looking at a couple hundred thousand at this point. She better settle up real quick. She better settle up real quick. She probably looking at a couple hundred thousand dollars in the rest of her life broke. That's what she's looking for. And that's what she deserves. All right. And Tiger Woods would be happy to cut this check. Get the hell out of here. She lost a considerable portion of her case uh, on that. And she was she ain't going to get what she needs to get without that non-disclosure agreement being broken. All right. She needed that one. That was a main piece of the chess piece. All right. Now she's going to be a 40 year old. Nobody. All right. Cut her the check. Ninja. Hey, that's just, when that happens. I'm going to tell you what Tiger Woods attorney said. All right. Right. When that judge ruled that the attorneys was probably busting out the door, the mealy mouth muskrat probably was pissed off. And then Tiger's attorney said, hey, we're done here. Let's just go on and settle. We got the documents here, Ninja. We'll settle. We'll say we falsely evicted her. On false pretenses, we misled her. Let's cut the check. <laughs> and then they was walking out the door. She's steaming mad. And her attorney probably telling her, all right, I think we, I can still get you a couple of million. Yeah. Mm. Yep. <laughs> yep. And, and then and then and Tiger's attorney like, man, come on, man. Y'all playing games. But the attorney, her attorney, still trying to get money. Her attorney still trying to get money. So he going to still stretch the bullshit out. This shit going to go another couple of months because her attorney's like, all right, I could still get you uh, at least $5 million. And she don't want $5 million. She want $18 million. I want my $18 million. And her attorney's like, look, man, I can get you five, and uh, but they want to settle for $100,000 back there. Yeah, man. Cut the check. See you. Kick her ass out. All right. And tell that. <laughs> tell her the famous words of Reverend X about that, that, that extra $5 million. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Next caller. That's what men used to tell him. Cut her off, Ninja. Cut her off. Move on. Let her... Let her go get another mommy, leveling mommy communities and ride it out to the sunset. Let's get to these super chats and then dismiss the class. Shout out to Rational Rationality and Target. He says Bobo is the congressman. All right, I already read that. Her son is the team baby daddy. Seems like it runs in the family. DB says, good morning, Coach Graybeard in the house. Aye, aye, Captain. Jabari Parker, I'm not tradcom by any means, but that doesn't mean I'm a Mitch made or non-masculine. Shout out to you. All right, guys, you guys got to be on your defense force. That's all I ask. If you get married and you just push it, get married, be on your defense force. Do not be like, man, oh, man, I really trust her, man. She different. <laughs> Computer Geek says, keep talking that talk. Free agent lifestyle for life. Ain't it looking good? Ain't it looking good? And by the way, let me see. Two of those stories were non-marital stories. You don't even have to get married and they taking you to court. Shout out to Juan says slash from Guns N' Roses is half black. Thank you, man. Um, Yeah. And I didn't know that for all those years until later on that he was half black because he always hiding his head, his face. So I would have never known. Shout out to the brothers that can tickle the guitar. We got our man. Did I get I got our brothers here. Thank you for uh, Mace with the sponsorship and Garrett with the very gen very generous contribution. Okay, and his name is Jabari Parker right now. <laughs> All right, here we go. 
Yeah, it's good that Tiger didn't fold. Hey, guys, man. Hey, and what, what we're going to show you is for Tiger Woods to fight that woman in court, it's going to cost him X millions of dollars. That's the sad part. It's going to cost him millions of dollars. Hey, one thing women will tell you about, um, tell you, if you fight them on something, they'll simply say, they'll simply say, um, they'll say something like, uh, you're going to have to fight me over. You're going to have to pay. They, they want you to pay money. They'll say you he can't afford to fight me. Like, look, a woman, th these women out here, this I'm not telling you all women, but these women will make a claim. And one of the things that they are hoping on or probably guaranteeing or, or let's just say banking on is that you won't pay to defend yourself. Mm. <clears throat> not that, <laughs> not that, you're wrong and she's right. Not that she's right and you're wrong and vice versa. That's not what they're banking on. They're not doing it morally. Their whole thing is that ninja, you're going to have to pay to fight me. And they know they're going to drag that shit out. Now for Tiger Woods, it's pocket change. But for you, it ain't. It's going to be months of income. And oftentimes men don't fight, not because they're guilty, not because they don't want to be a part of their kid's life, not because they were wrong. They don't fight because they can't afford it. And they know she's going to do this. And they know the woman herself is say, he's going to have to take me in and he's going to have to he's going to have to fight me. He's going to have to pay for an attorney. He's going to have to do. Don't you know that that's what they say? Not that they're right. They're just like the ninja going to get, he going to ruin himself. He going to bankrupt himself trying to fight me. And he probably ain't going to do it. <laughs> oh, yo, man. It, these people are weirdos when it comes to this. And it is what it is. Sometimes just walk away and be like, what the fuck ever. But you ain't about to use, you know, $20,000 to go. You don't have $20,000 to lose. You don't. Because the reality is you might pay $20,000 and still lose. Do you know that? And she's also banking on that. You might pay $20,000 to defend yourself and you still lose. How many men have done that? Where they were like, I'm going to fight my way. I'm going to fight my honor. Johnny Depp, the first case he fought and lost. And he, and he paid $5 million to lose. He brought that case forward in the United Kingdom. All right. And Amber Heard was like, go ahead, fight me. He paid $5,000 and lost the first case. Then he had to double down and pay another $5 million to win the second one and then get a ruling to get $10 million from her only for her, him to settle for $1 million. And she still fought that. She still said she didn't want to pay that $1 million. Man, you guys got to know what it is. I'm just telling you. You guys need to be more business-minded when it comes to these women. And I know your 24-year-old girlfriend says she loves you to death and she slobs on your knob and she fornicates at, at on command and she says she doesn't understand couples that do this and this doesn't make sense and she's on your defense force and she's saying, yo, I would never do that to you. You never have to worry about that from me. Well, that's what she said at 24. But when she turns 40, it's a different story. She's a whole different person, okay? Mm. She said that 15 years ago. She said that 
five years ago. A woman at 24 is not the same woman at 40. At all. What she thinks, thought yesterday, she don't think today. As a matter of fact, ladies can back me up on this. If you disagree with everything that I said, ladies, you can actually back me up on this one. If you're over 40, let's just say if you're over 38 and you're a woman listening to this show. Would you listen to any life advice from your 24-year-old version of yourself? From the 10 women that are listening today, I can guarantee you because I wouldn't listen to the life advice from my 24-year-old self. But the answer is overwhelmingly probably from them going to be no. They would not listen to them. They would not listen to the 24-year-old version of themselves. Now, I want you to put this in perspective, gentlemen. You're going to make a lifelong conscious decision from the 24-year-old version of the woman you love today. Only to know by the time she hits 40, she's going to be a different person. But you listened to her at 24 and thought she knew what she wanted. Then she grew up. Or she probably didn't grow up. Then she aged up. Now she's a different person. You see? You see how fast that can ha happen? That person now wouldn't even listen to the 24-year-old version of herself. She would call her young, dumb, and stupid for doing exactly what you're about to pay for. It is crazy. It is crazy. This woman said here, probably not. You know, that's going to be a no, <laughs> right? So, gentlemen, take that point into consideration. The woman you're marrying is not the woman that you're going to be married to. The woman that you're marrying is not the woman you're going to divorce. It's to be separate people. <laughs> separate people. All right, anyway, and it is what it is. Let me get to these last little PayPals. Uh, Joe K says, hey, coach, can you quickly bring up the top question to ask to bring out the feminist? <laughs> and, of course. And that's you. You already know what it is. Let me see if I can get back to that. Um, first of all, ask him, do they believe in feminism and ask him to define it. what is feminism and then confront him on that actually that's not what it is they're going to exercise the feminist Caitlin says so let me get this straight men who cheat are bad when uh, men who don't cheat are boring <laughs> indeed they're kind of walking contradictions at that point I'm cleaning things up later on in the show all right we got one two three four five six indeed Tell them that you don't think single mothers are good mothers. Tell them you think kids are better raised in a two-parent household. Ask the woman who's a single mother on a date if she collects child support from her husband or her ex-husband. If she says she was in an abusive relationship, ask who's the abuser. Okay, there's ways you can get these women out here triggered. You can trigger them in seconds. <laughs> All right, shout out to Daylay says, Coach, just a thought. I noticed. When I stopped being too nice to women, the poom poom started coming more easily. Again, things that whatever you've been taught, you've been taught the opposite. He says, I had a few girls told me she loved me, even though I was kind of mean to her. Question, do girls like bad boys and mean guys? Yep. Bad, 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 bad boy. You make me feel so good. Guys, it's all in the lexicon. It's in the history of behavior of women. Uh, most women will get their guts split by a dude that don't give a shit about them. You don't text her. She texts you, Ninja. I mean, 
He says, because deep down inside, these girls know that they ain't ish themselves. It is really us men that are feeding their ego. 100%. Have you ever treated a woman very good? And she says, I don't deserve this. Have you ever been good, a good father, a good parent to your kids? You supported your household. You came home every time. And then she says, I really don't deserve you. Uh, you too good for me. You ever have a woman pick a, a worse option and then you felt bad? You was like, I was the better option. Well, the reality is she knows she's not as good as she um, as she might portray her to be or that you're telling her you really good. You bumping her self-esteem up. Hey, you good. You a good woman. You deserve the best. All right. You deserve it. You always worth it. But all of them got a sob story of all the men who treated them like shit. Why do you think? Come on, man. Man, ignore them for some reason. When you ignore them, them ninjas be hounding you. <laughs> they be all in your inbox, all on your phone, all at your door. I want to see you. You ignoring the shit out of them. You know why? The men who overly pedestalize them doing the opposite of what they need. They already got low self-esteem. <laughs> Don't think a woman has high self-esteem. And I'm not saying this to lower those self-esteems. I'm telling you, they got some low self-esteem. All of them. But the women that be like, I, I, this, and I'm that. They only saying that because low broke ninjas pumping them up if they took their ass around any men of value they will get trashed all right so they know that they lie to you about these things they'll tell you and a comedian said this lizzo is so beautiful and if you come out it's like no she ain't she garbage she trash tell her lizzo ain't beautiful she'll be like lizzo's beautiful she's a gorgeous god and you like she garbage no she ain't she gorgeous all right then call her tell her she looks like lizzo and see what happens well, actually, if she's a goddess, you look exactly like Lizzo. She'll go crazy. Again, she'll be like, what? I don't look like her. What you talk? I thought she was gorgeous. <laughs> a comedian said this. I thought she was beautiful. <laughs> I thought you said any woman they say is a goddess and you say ugly, just say they look like them and see what they do then. <laughs> All right. You'll tell they'll they'll switch it up real fast. Oh, wait, well, hold up for a second. I thought I thought, see what they doing. Listen, what I'm telling you is stop listening to them. Listen to them when only for important things, like if they've been beat up, okay, what will happen? You know what I mean? But when it comes to what they do, the 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 fact that uh, how they survive socially is through lies. I actually did a show for that, and they want people to feel good, they don't want people to feel bad. Why don't they want people to feel bad? It's because they know what it's like to feel bad. They go home every night, most every night, every day of the week, they go home feeling bad. So they feel bad for people who feel bad because they feel bad all the time. We, on the other hand, have the opposite. We like, we don't feel good or bad. We just feel we are, most of us. Some of y'all down bad. So when people feel bad, they want to do opposite. They want to do things to make them feel good. They want to lie to you and girl, you all right. And girl, you still got it. And girl, you don't look fat. And girl, you this and girl, you that and girl, you know, it's true. And then here come a dude pumping her up because he's horny. One of the things I tell women that is an important thing about me and the men you listen to is I don't want to have sex with you. OK, and by virtue of that, you should probably listen to me because I'm probably telling you something honest. 
Now, the men that want to have sex with you are lying to you. <laughs> All right, just to let you know. All right. Those dudes have an incentive to lie because they want to get in between your legs. I don't, so I have an incentive to tell you the truth. All right, so anyway. All right, anyway, Jermaine says, and by the way, they're not complicated. The only reason women are complicated is because you love them. And as I tell you, you can either love them or understand them. You cannot do both. Okay, now, if you approach women as an understanding, like I already know what you're going to say because you said you only got five thoughts in your head. You ain't really complicated. I know what it is. If you just call them out on their bullshit, be direct. They'll be like this. Well. All right. Do you want this pedussy or what? <laughs> they try to play a couple of K. They probably play a couple games on you. All right. They try to do you and manipulate you. They try to hit you and gaslight you. And they can't hit you with nothing. It's just bouncing off of you. And you be like, I'll tell you what you are. I, that's what you are. Guess what? All right, you just want a bone or what? Just take me. And then just choke me and handcuff me and tie me up and treat me like the piece of shit that I am. That's how they do. <laughs> just abuse me and use me. <laughs> like Now, if you started off. I'm a handcuff, you choke, you use you and abuse you. She would be like, oh, you pervert. All right, just spit down my throat and tie me up and put the leg up and throw me around. <laughs> right? They ain't got no excuse. They ain't got no other chance. They ain't got nothing else. Or they'll be like, I ain't giving you nothing. And they go back out there getting lied to. All right. And they can't hit you later on with the, why don't we go out anymore? Why don't you can't hit it with that? Because we started off with me handcuffing you that you asked for. <laughs> All right, anyway, ladies, you already know what I'm talking about. Jermaine says, keep on being great. CGA. It's about that life. Oh, Sorry. It's about the free agent lifestyle for life. <laughs> yeah, man, they don't have a weapon that can be formed against you when you understand them. All right. Understanding is key. And some women don't want to compete. And if they know you can know what they're doing, they don't mess with you. All right. And if they really just want what they want from you, they'll give it to you. All right. Anyway, man, just record it. Shout out to KW. Kevin says uh, ninjas are now asking for $14 trillion in federal reparations. Wasting y'all time. Send it. Yep. Y'all just going to keep badgering them and badgering them until they give you something. What they going to give you is no access to your community all right what do we got no government name jake wish says the kim z divorce should be interesting he wants the house that is in floor closure and they both are in 1.1 million dollars in debt to to the irs i wonder who will get what ironically croy the husband is filing for the divorce all right interesting i didn't know he was the one filing sometimes if you um sometimes i thought she said she filed but i, I can't remember Sometimes um, if you went to a mediator or a marriage counseling and went through a mediator, sometimes it doesn't matter who filed. They'll, they'll say that and they'll let anybody file. All right. Anyway, Dennis O says, it is all so true. I feel like you're talking about me, coach. This ish hurts. He says, I'm in it. He says, I'm in it. Don't make the same mistake. All right, that, guys, you hear it. He says he's in it knee deep, knee deep. And once you're, guys, one, here's the thing. Once you once you get married or once you 
push towards marriage, like there's no out anymore, right? This is an important point. I know people miss these things. This is why I'm so vigilant of being like, watch out for this, watch out for this. Because if you don't watch out and you marry without a prenup, you marry without a trust, you marry without an NDA, you you marry, you have kids. Once you're in, you can't get out unscathed. Like to get out, there's, there's no getting out. Okay, you're stuck in it. Or you got to pay the blood fee. Yeah, blood in, blood out. You got to pay the piper to get out. Like you got to j- get jumped out the game, right? And getting jumped in is going to be different than getting jumped out. Getting jumped in, they halfway beat your ass. To get jumped out, they almost try to kill you, right? And gangs will even tell you there is no out. Like you got to die to get out. Like you know too much. There's too much. So people then want to say, nah, man, you tripping. And then they'll get in. And then when it goes left, you can't get out. And then you'll be like, hey, coach, what do I do? And I'm like, what do you do to get out now? Um, Good luck. Nobody's coming to help you. And guys, your lawyer is not going to help you. Please. I'm just letting you know. Shout out to the divorce attorneys here. Okay. He's not there to help you. He's there to get money from you, Ninja. Now, if he happens to just pull a couple of rabbits out of the hat, he can. But you have to understand, he is, he is, um, he has family law that he has to abide by. So you might say, man, I don't want to pay that child support. I don't want to pay that spousal support. He can't do nothing about that. The spousal support is already decided and calculated. Child support already has their calculators. He they can't do nothing about that. And he sure ain't going to hide money for you. You better get the Teflon Don's attorney. You better go get um. You better go get Def Rose attorney. Uh, Kenner. You better go get you better go get David Kenner ninja, <laughs> right? But he's not about to hide money from you for you. He's not about to say, all right, you hire me. Uh, you got your five thousand dollar retainer. Okay, put your money in your mama's name, and then we gonna dodge. We gonna dodge child support from bringing us in, and then we gonna we gonna uh move your money to the offshore account and ninja please he ain't doing none of that he's gonna be like all right give me all your documentation we're gonna take it to the court they're gonna put it in the calculator ninja and it is what it is (laughs) (laughs) and you can be like man hey man i thought you was working for me they don't work against that system that's the system that they all get paid by they're not gonna dodge and duck and hide ninja ain't doing that they're just gonna feed dude they're gonna feed you to the lions you're going to go in there. You're going to defend me, right? Yep. And they're going to feed your ass right to the lions. You know why? That's their protocol. So you're going to hire them. She's going to file a divorce. And they're going to be like, your hearing is on this date. You're going to be like, hey. <laughs> you be like, I thought you was helping me. He was like, I am. I'll be there. And I'll make sure they follow the procedures. That's all he's going to do. <laughs> and he can barely go do that. They work for the coach. Anyway, shout out to Jake Jamal. He says, why would Croy have four kids, four more kids with Kim after adopting her two grown kids? Are men really that dumb? By the way, yes, men are dumb. I'm sorry to say. All right, they are. And women have been figured this out since pre, since uh, middle school. All right, they done figured this out since middle school. So, yes, men are dumb. All right, and they do stuff like this because, to be fair, Men never get married thinking that they'll get divorced. Women get married 
knowing divorce could be an option if needed. I'll say it again. There's not one man. That's not one man on this planet in America that has got married thinking that this is going to end in a divorce or this could be a divorce. Not one man has got married going. Now, let me watch out for this bitch. Not one. Not a one. But women, in fact, have got married and they've known divorces. Uh, they can pull the plug. And people who think I'm lying, just look up starter husband. Google it and show me a man that has referenced starter husband as a defense for just bailing out of a marriage if it don't work. Look it up. It's often going to be in a female publication, often discussed over the um, over over the brunch or the the bridesmaid party, the picnic, whatever it is. All right, day late. Coach, one more before you go. I noticed that a group of young guys that allowed their wife or girlfriend to sleep with other men or do whatever they want. Sneeko had a guy bang his girlfriend, and while he laid next to them on the same bed, and Destiny lets his wife sleep around, these men have a large following, and people listen to these men, especially Destiny. Question, is this what relationships are in the West are turning into? Absolutely. I've been telling you, um, you know, for at least four years, that polyamory and polygon, polygamy, polygyny are on its way. All right. It's going to be, um, I think it's like 20% of current relationships. But um, if you just took Gen Z, I would say overwhelmingly, they'll probably be 40% of their relationships. All right. Because it's 20% of all relationships. That's because that's because Gen Z and boomers are still around. By the way, when boomers die, watch all these numbers turn wicked. Okay. These numbers are going to turn wicked. All these numbers will only 50% divorce rate. Wait till the boomers go take dirt naps. These numbers going to jump up to numbers you ain't never seen in your life. All right. And so then let Gen Z get old. All right. Gen, Gen, sorry, Gen X. Let Gen X get super old. Man, the millennials and um, Gen Z are all about alternative lifestyles. Overwhelmingly. They double dip. Um, they be out here uh, having partners, my partner, open marriages, open relationships. They're more prone to have these alternative lifestyles. Now, let me tell you, I don't mind it, but I'm not going to be the guy supporting a woman getting banged out on my bed, my marital bed. That sure ain't going to happen. But. Uh, yeah, man, um, uh, 20 percent of Gen Z women are. Reading Rainbow. I think 20% of Gen Z in general are reading Rainbow. All right. And then you have alternative relationship. Oh, by the way, the disadvantage that Gen Z men have socially compared to Gen Z women. Gen Z women have the ability to do what? Since very much middle of high school, earn money, be monetized, shake their tail, be strippers, sex workers, sugar babies. Um, and then, and then, the young boys just got to spend their first 15 years from middle high school all the way to 30 balancing this shit out. <laughs> it's going to be a mess. Mm. Reading Rainbow. Oh, man, it's going to be a mess, mess, mess. All right, shout out to you for that one. And then, yes, if guys like, I even think DJ Academics or one of them, what's it him? 
or is it Sneeko? I don't remember. They were on Fresh and Fit. I can't remember which one of them, but they said they were with a woman and the woman slept with another man like he passed the girl on. And it was his girlfriend. I can't remember who the hell it was. I was like, man, what? Remember? I don't know. I don't watch their shows consistently. I just remember a clip where the guy had the girlfriend and then another rapper came in. I think that was academics. It was academics. It was academics, as a matter of fact. So he was dating the, the one girl. She's kind of a floozy in the industry. She came up. Yeah, it was, it was academics. So these are these guys y'all listening to. So it was academics. It was him. He was dating that girl that claimed that Trey Songs raped her. Right? I think that was the girl. He said that was his girlfriend. And then he said Takashi 69 came up in the room. And then the girl said, I want to smash Takashi. He said he gave Takashi the condom. And he he went out the man, what? Yo, man. <laughs> Bruh. Are you for real? <laughs> and he said, All right. And he gave him the condom and went out into the room in the hallway, listening to Yeah, man. Hey, millennials and Gen Z, y'all on some different ish. <laughs> look it up. It's on the internet. And I ain't trying to out nobody, but look it up. It's on the internet. Let me check the other cash app because I always forget you, brothers. I'm like, what are y'all doing out here? And they got millions of men following them, man. Yo, man. I, I don't know what to tell y'all. It's getting, getting, getting kind of hectic out here. <laughs> like we, we in a different world. For real. Somebody said, what's wrong? What's wrong with that? All right. Hey, man, you see where we going? You see where we going with this? <laughs> I think somebody just said, yes, yeah, ancient Rome all over again. You guys don't know, man. This is Rome. This is the this is the end of the civilization as we know it. Strong times make uh, good times. Go ahead and put the quote up. I said I was going to put it on my banner. Let me see if I put it. We, uh, um, what is it? Strong times make weak men, whatever, wherever that shit is. All right. We in that, we in that phase. Weak men make hard times. That's the phase we on right now. We on weak men make hard times. Let me, let me, let me get the phrase up so we can end it on the show. Weak men make hard times. That's where we at right now. I'm gonna put it up on the screen so y'all can get it. All right. So we're in the weak men create hard times phase. All right. We it, it's it's done. We have weak men. And then, you know, you guys have an affinity to listen to Destiny and all of them. These men are doing weak shit. They're appearing to be strong, but they're they're lustful. They can't control their wives or their women. And they're they're making you feel bad for wanting to do it. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. And weak men create hard times. We're on the good men create weak men. We are on good times create weak men. And weak men create hard times face. That's where we are right now. You see that on the screen. All right. Men are afraid to talk. They get afraid to get censored. They're afraid to stand up. We're on good times, create weak men and weak men create harm times. That's where we at right now. And shout out to these people y'all look up to and sneak on. They're, they're weak inherently. Now, they might be cool and got a little bit of uh, um, 
uh, uh, following and all that shit. But when you hear what they do, that's some weak man shit. It is what it is. <laughs> but if they want to be right, let them be right. Let them buckle up under the pressure. Let them promote what they want to promote. And oftentimes, if you follow it, you're not going to have the same result as them. They got millions of followers and probably millions of dollars. You do not. He said he's going to do a hit piece on me. I really don't give a shit. Hey, go ahead. That's that's great free advertisement. All right. It's, it's great free advertisement. And uh, it is what it is. But I'm saying for, for sure, the Generation Z and millennials, y'all on some different shit. Y'all on some way different shit. I can't even count how many ways y'all going to mess up y'all futures, man, for real. All right. Um, and uh, if he if, if he was smart, he wouldn't do it. All right. Because meaning that all he going to do is just drive people up over here. Uh, but it is what it is. <laughs> uh, that's good publicity. All right. So uh, not much you can. And of course, it could be harmful. Uh, but yeah. It is what it is. Shout out to the co and does he even have a platform? Uh, I don't even know. Does he even on YouTube? I have no idea. Shout out to the coach gang, and we'll be back tonight. Peace.